Amen. Vamos a ver. in the Taylor Park. And, uh, it's live recording. It is uh, Taylor Trash Fly Fishing, episode 7.1, uh, to pay homage, homage, or homage, 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 we have homage a Frenchman here, for uh, the fact that <laughs> our, uh, our brother Andrew is not with us tonight, because he actually is in... Uh, West Miami, <laughs> over in Homestead tonight, and uh, we figure we're just going to kind of put a hold on things mm-hmm. and and not get past seven till our prodigal son Andrew mm-hmm. has returned. And uh, so uh, it's like a leap year, baby. It, it is. <laughs> yeah, it you is. have a birthday every like thirteen years or something yeah, like something that. like that. Yeah. So uh, we're actually here with Carl and Mark and myself. And we have a couple of guests, and one highly talented guest sitting at the head of the table, up in Andrew's slot, on the fucking board. All up in Andrew's slot. Is uh, the crazy Canadian himself, Ted McGreezy McGregor. Bonsoir. And we also have uh, hailing from uh, Australia, Melbourne to be exact, <laughs> Ben Pickett. Good eye, mates. Good eye. Good eye. Uh, good eye, mate. So, uh, That's not a knife. We, we, <laughs> this is a knife. <laughs> we feel like uh, kind of a good segue from. Uh, Seven to seven point one would be to uh, allow Ted to take us on a dreamy adventure down Interstate ninety five <laughs> from uh, well above the northern border in Canada in the Great White North, coming south to visit the Taylor Park and the beach with his lovely bride and his child, and he was able to experience something for the very first time and it ties in very well with mm-hmm. episode seven something that andrew who's missing missed yeah the legendary bow round yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the bow round well mm-hmm. it's uh, interesting how that came up so Coming down into the uh, Carolinas from my long ass drive from Montreal. This will be uh, day two. So this is of day two journey. of my drive. Yeah. So I well, slept in some murder motel in Richmond. That because night. the ride Ooh. ride was solo. Yeah. Yeah. The wife yeah, of the yeah, baby yeah, flew. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Ted's a truck. Ted's a stand up guy. He's yeah. like, you know, I'm looking at you know a 27 hour drive. You take you take my lovely 
son, and mm-hmm. and I love you. You're my wife. I'm going to make it easy on the two of you. You guys fly down. Right. I'm going to I'm going to leave a couple of days early to uh, ply my my way down I-95. And well, on you the stayed other side in, of that. you stayed in Richmond or outside of Richmond. Yeah, just outside of Richmond. Which we actually have. Uh, Someone that uh, lives up Richmond Way that's a big listener of the show that uh, I'm sure when you describe this motel, he's going to go, oh, my God, I can't believe he stayed right. there. Yeah, just uh, just on the 95 on the side of the highway, there's a, there's a Super 8. But what's interesting about the Super 8 was when I, uh, when I showed up to the Super 8, um, you know, something uh, immediately struck me when I noticed the three-inch pane of bulletproof glass that the clerk was sitting behind. <laughs> nice. and, had it uh, been shot yet? Um, no, it hadn't been shot through yet. Yeah. Um, what is going on here? You're, you're my, I would I would give a little jiggle. Yeah, yeah. just give her a little jiggle. Testing. A little Taylor Park jiggle. Can you hear that now? Wow. Yeah, there wow. we go. Oh, wow. Welcome what happened to you, During the first break, we might have to replace uh, the XLR cable. Yeah, yeah. It sounds it sounds like it. Um, that was highly technical, by the way. Yeah. XLR <laughs> cable <laughs> stat. Well, you know, what what happened to the paperclip? Oh, we have upgraded. We have upgraded. Yeah, oh. updates. <laughs> updates. Well, and also, uh, uh, to give you some perspective, either Ted's a really nice guy for flying his wife and baby down or, or he smart. ditched his wife and baby <laughs> to bring an outboard engine down oh to see to see yeah nice guy so so white cowboy well, hat black right, cowboy so hat. we we need to back up a little bit then um so before ted entered our country this time legally mm-hmm. um <laughs> the he, border he had he had to clear <laughs> customs jumper. and uh what kind of uh, contraband did you have? I didn't have any contraband, Larry. <laughs> I don't know what brand you're talking new. about. <laughs> did you have a brand new outboard motor in that baby buggy? I did, actually. And the guy, the guy asked me, he's like, "What's the motorcycle in back?" I go, "Oh, <laughs> the <dude>. motorcycle." <laughs> I go, "Oh, dude, that's not a motorcycle. Right. That's I, I just bought a boat because right. I I pulled the trigger on the Ancona, which I uh, mentioned last time." You never tell here. border guards about pulling triggers. Yeah. No. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't tell him I pulled the trigger. I said I, I bought a boat. <laughs> purchased. Um, purchased. Legally. Yeah. yeah, legally in the United right. States uh, with my credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, um, no, but uh, they, they asked me all kinds of questions, and so the two of them were in this heated debate, and uh, I was, like, really hoping that, you know, they wouldn't ask me to open up the truck because in the truck I had a moose roast. Mm-hmm. I had unpasteurized cheese. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also had packaged ham, all mm-hmm. of which you cannot cross no. the border with. No, They're illegal. Really? So yeah. Canadian well, bacon is like a, well, a, no. So it, it's got to go through the uh, appropriate Canadian baconization process, right. which they change the tag. <laughs> the baconization. They change the paper on it instead of ham. Then they mark it out and they write Canadian right. bacon underneath, and and it's free to come in. So, any idea what they were debating? Like, you could tell they were, like, definitely having some kind of conversation, but... Well, one of the guys was wearing shorts, so I think the other guy is was it, probably... Okay, let, let's back up. <laughs> let's back up. So, as as a border crosser... Which is weird in Canada, As a border way. crosser... Shorts. Uh, is it hard to take American authority seriously when it's wearing shorts? Because, I'll be honest with you, when I pull up to the to the border... I'm expecting, you know, like some semblance of like like a authority. Uniform, yeah, a uniform. uniform. And you see the guy wearing shorts. Love a man so, in uniform. Um, I would be like, 
seriously, you're going to give me que- you're going to like run questions at me. You're wearing shorts, bruh. Have you mm-hmm. seen Super Troopers? Of course. Well, yeah. Yeah. Have wow. you seen Lieutenant Dangle? That's <laughs> <laughs> like what that character is based on the fact that he just Now, what are you going to do when you cross the border <laughs> and visit our fine company right. country? You know? Same. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get me some chili cheese fries, sir. Maybe <laughs> a Coney Island dog. Um, yeah. and, a, and a liter of cola. And a liter of cola. One liter of cola. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to Bojangles. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and they were like, go on through, son. They're like, come oh, on in. God yeah, bless no. America. But and literally, he asked me, he's like, what you got? I said, well, you know, got a couple cases of beer. He's like, where are you going with those couple cases of beer, son? Mm-hmm. I said, son, dude, you're like 25 years old. Right. And then he said, um, your girlfriend's house. No, exactly. <laughs> Gotta go. No, I said I'm going on vacation. Since said, I noticed that you're wearing shorts, I thought there was probably a lonely woman here in the states. Right. right. <laughs> no, anyway, they, they they were nice enough to let me through and not look through my truck. Um, you know, especially considering I had the board on the roof. You know, they knew I was going on vacation. You didn't offer them like a. a Chicken from Publix or anything, did you? I should have, though. <laughs> Slice of Canadian bacon. No, no. I mean, I should have offered them some rotisserie chicken because that's something like, to do back home. Hey, listen. Um, I'm on my way to Florida. Wink, wink. And on the way back, I'll make... What's your what's your name, officer? I will ask for you by name and give you a rotisserie chicken on the way back through. <laughs> from Publix. From Publix. Yeah. It's delicious. It is delicious. Um... Yeah, so I actually made it through, and uh, I took the scenic route, and I actually went through upstate New York and then cut west uh, over to the 81. Oh, drove, Interstate 81. Correct. And then if you had stayed Gettysburg. If you had stayed on Interstate 81. I did stay on 81. How far, though? Well, as far uh, until the 295, uh, and then cut through Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Had you continued into Virginia on Interstate 81. Talking Virginia? You would have gone all the way through Virginia yeah. into Tennessee, and Interstate 81 actually passes about eight, nine miles from where I grew up in Tennessee. Oh, no way. And you could have stopped there and had some epic trout fishing. I, well, thank you. But uh, the so only thing is there's no there's future plans. no sign of, like, DMR. He wouldn't have known where that is. It's just, like, mile but, 800 of Tennessee yeah, true, woods. true. True, but did it's you? It's like just, when you see down the holler way. Well, it, it's actually <laughs> by exit, the Piggly Wiggly seven. Mm-hmm. So, but I think. But it's not exit seven like mile. It's the seventh exit ever made. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, the plan was to uh, stay in um, in Roanoke and uh, like actually end up staying in Roanoke, and I ended up staying just outside of Richmond. Okay. Um, yeah, because you would have needed to stay on 81 yeah. to make it to, to Roanoke. Right. Yeah. And then it, had you stayed in Roanoke, you would have gone south on Interstate Correct. 81. And then around Withville, yes. you would have gone on 77 and yeah. taken 77 down and then joined in at, uh, I think, South Carolina-ish into, uh, into uh, 95. I think we need a moment of silence, guys. Remember all those ambulances earlier? Yeah, they just left with no lights on. No, not slower. Wow. Ew. We'll read about it in the newspaper Sick. newsletter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Puts things I, in perspective. You know, we we actually we we lovingly refer to our little slice of heaven here as the Taylor Park in Oak Chill, Florida. <laughs> but uh, a majority of the residents here in the neighborhood would uh, probably be appalled. To know that, truthfully, this is heaven's waiting room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So that that might somewhat explain what Carl's alluding to, right. and maybe not. But meanwhile, back at the farm, Ted is staying just south of Richmond at the Murder Hotel. Murder? Yeah, well, um, no, Murder Motel. Murder um, Motel. Yeah. So I I show up at this place. Little, <laughs> lovely little roadside. Inn. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> so I show up at this. Was it, was this it like place. a? Did somebody leave the light on for you? Yes, they did. You know, it was just that like you know flickering. Super 8 sign uh-huh, right. on the side of the highway. Um, Old Tombow debt. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll leave it on. Yeah. I think yeah, that was so, a red I mean, roof in, no? Well, it's Motel 6. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so I walked into this place, and uh, the guy was like, you know, it's it's 11.30, and I'd already been driving since, um, you know, 5 a.m. that day, uh, that morning. And uh, he's like, it's fifty nine dollars. You got to pay up front. I said, yeah, dude, no problem. <laughs> cool, fifty nine bucks. No worry. Yeah, knife so out. I, yeah, that's yeah. it. Put my credit card down, ID, everything. Passed and it he, through the like pass through. Yeah, but I, so I had the yeah. It was through like the drawer, uh-huh. and uh, I said, can you just make sure you give me something on the first floor because I didn't want to have to do two flights with with the board. I had the L two, and it's fifty pounds, and like whatever. Not that I can't carry it, but it's just a bitch. Right. Um, and so he goes, yeah, I got something first floor. So I go, great, awesome. Gives me my key, sends me on my merry way to my room. I'm guessing it wasn't an electronic key. It was like the... Actually, no, it was. It oh, was really? Yeah, okay. card. It was a oh, RFID it was... key card. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, so I get to my room, and I look left and right, and literally there's no cars either side of my car. And I look in the parking lot. There's like 10 cameras in the parking lot, like looking at all the hotel rooms. Yeah. And um, I look at the room next to mine, the window's smashed in. And I go, great. (laughs) And so I I enter my room and I look and, oh, great, nicely renovated floor. They just put new tile down. Bed sheets look clean, like right on. Like I'll pass out, I'll unload the the board. The old ones were bloodstained. No, that's it. So (laughs) I I take the board off the roof and I, I haul it into the room. And as I go to close the door, I realize that the door is like solid, solid metal. Like, like a solid metal door. So I'm going, okay, not only is it metal, but it's got that, like, metal plate, like a jack plate that, like, comes, like where the the door handle is. So I'm like, oh, this is real great. And I close the door, and I notice that it's got the latch, like, on that, on that ball hook. And then it's got a deadbolt, and the, root, and, and the door's got, like, the handle lock also. So there's three locks, and I'm going, like... Holy hell, this is this is pretty intense, right? And I look, and they've strategically placed the couch in front of the dividing room door so that nobody can open the dividing room door. <laughs> next room over. This used to be a suite. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a yeah, double-bedroom suite. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so I'm walking over to, to the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, great, I'm going to turn the TV on, and I grab the remote, and I notice that the TV is chained to the dresser. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. flat screen TV is chained mm-hmm. to the dresser. And I said, this place is the real deal. Right. And you asked yourself, is this home? <laughs> Am well, I home? Yeah, you know. I, I, it certainly feels like yeah, it. Yeah, I certainly felt at yeah, home. Yeah. You know, the Super 8 did a bang-up job mm-hmm. of making me feel comfortable on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of Richmond, but um, so I, I I slept for a few hours, and um, you know I literally fell asleep that night thinking I'm going to get me some Bojangles tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. and um, I loaded up the board and I headed back down and I stopped uh, in actually South Carolina. I had to fill up for gas, and uh, I saw a Bojangles uh, sign on the side of the highway. And I said that's that's the one, and I pulled in. 
and I, I wanted to know what all the fuss was about, you know, since Andrew was, you know, humming and hawing about it uh, mm-hmm. on the last episode. I walked in, and, and the girl looked at me, and the first thing she said to me was, Honey, you need a biscuit with chicken in it. <laughs> I've heard that like, before. <laughs> and I, I said, on. I said, right? okay, I do. I do need a biscuit with chicken in it. And she, and she said, you want to make it a combo? I said, does the combo come with bow rounds? She goes, oh, baby, this is your first time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you, and, did you look at her? Like, look like you know, into her eyes so and say, are you going to take it easy on me? Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's something that is extremely charming about the woman that worked at the Bojangles that I walked into. You know, she was like smooth operator the entire way through. Mm-hmm. And I asked her like really nervously. I was like almost shaking. I said, can, can, <laughs> Can I get a can I get a sweet tea with that? She goes, Oh baby. <laughs> of course you can. So um you know, she took my uh, so she it, took my Bojangles V card. Is it man. like like Barry White, the guy that's got the real deep voice? The the old singer. Just pure I feel like, seduction. Yeah, that chick had yes. like Barry White's she voice. She channeled Barry White. Yeah. You know, like, she oh, looked baby. at me as I ate my biscuit right. and chicken and she right. just rubbed her belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, sweet tea. <laughs> oh, since uh, oh, since Andrew was not able to report back on the glory that is known as a bow round, mm-hmm. what did you think? So, do you know when you get like a hot potato straight out of the oven, like a baked potato uh-huh. straight out of the oven? It's and, hot. And, and oh, it's hot, right? But you take butter and you load it yeah. up with butter, and it gets like you know nice and moist and tender and flaky. <laughs> This was like that, but like a fried version of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then and you I took, took my, that butter. I took my first bite. Potato, I took put my it in first bite fryer. of the bow round. And that was I didn't taste the 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 um, the uh, you didn't get the, the biscuit. No, well, oh, hang, you, on, hang on. I didn't taste the biscuit and chicken yet. The first thing I tasted was the bow round. Oh, wise yeah. choice. Yes, right. very wise choice. And um, I bit into it, and it was just this tender, flaky deliciousness that was like had this nice, subtle, creamy finish to it. Uh, and I said, this is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what I came this here for. <laughs> the chicken could be crap. I have had a bow round. I didn't round. care about the chicken. That's the right. bow round. <laughs> it was the bow round. It was the bow round in the company. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. Um, I'll be honest. Right. You know, but it, it was great. And uh, all for the low, low price of seven bucks. And, right. uh, you know, got me on my merry way. And... Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, I go for the company and stay for the bow rounds, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you uh, had your magical breakfast at Bojangles and uh, continued your journey on south. And uh, I think you rolled into NSB and uh, set up camp, but... I was a little bit confused. I, I, originally, I thought you'd said that you had to go to Orlando first, but it was like the following day that you had to go to Orlando. No, I just had to. I mean, uh, I just had to pick up some things at uh, my sister-in-law's place in Orlando, and I then gotcha. then I doubled back over here. Okay. So, um, you know, kind of went backwards, which you know. Like an idiot, I didn't coordinate with her, and she was actually coming into town the next day. She could have just came and instead of me driving through the traffic on the four. Uh, like a dumbass um, during rush hour, which is like a total nightmare. Um, 
for anybody from out of town. Don't travel on the 4 between right. 4 and 6 p.m. The I-4 corridor. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Right. Well, um, also, it was like just a life lesson. Live south of it. I try to, I've always lived south of I-4. Really? Never lived north, ever. Yeah, because everybody comes from the north. Right. It goes right. home to it the goes. north. Right. So I've always lived south of I-4, and including now. I'm just barely south of I-4. This is as north as I go. Words of wisdom mm -hmm. from Carl. Mm -hmm. so, Take uh, notes. <laughs> the interesting thing about uh, Ted's arrival was that uh, he'd called me and said, Hey, I, you know, I, I'm finished up. I'm going to be heading back over to New Smyrna. I'm going to stop by and uh, drop some stuff off at, at your house. And uh, I was like, Yeah, man, I'm here. Come on over. So uh, Ted brought, uh, I mean, a veritable cornucopia of Canada right. with him. Um, we're actually enjoying part of his uh, bounty that he brought along. And it's all, I think it's pretty much all the, I think this is untaxed. Oh, for illegal. sure. We're for sure. Legal. Yeah, we're yeah. we are riding dirty. Shot riding for dirtier sure. than hell right now. So uh, <laughs> dinner, beers, everything, dirty. <laughs> the the Labat, <laughs> beer, fifty ale, 50 is ale. is uh, basically the uh, Canadian equivalent of uh, kind of like a high life or a PBR or. I mean, you, you called it old it man nice? beer, right? Uh, I would say probably closest to high life. Uh, yeah. So it's it's kind of the champagne, champagne. Right. of uh, of, of it, it does it does appear to have a couple of gold medals to right. its name. Yeah. When was the last one? Does it say? It's like there's like a a king on it. So back when there were kings and queens. Um, there's still a queen. There's still a queen. There was a royal wedding. Yeah. And, we didn't and, talk about that on the show and, yet. And the queen was there. Okay. <laughs> we didn't talk about the royal wedding yet, fellas. All right. Uh, so there is John Labatt's signature is right on the case. What's, what's interesting is we don't know how many ounces of beer we're having, but we're having Millibus. 355 milliliters per can. And it's also like, I think it's in French and English. And it's ale and ale. Yes. Yeah. So the the French <laughs> ale, the French, the French, of course, um, ale. <laughs> yes, we have an ale or an ale. Right. Uh, How would you say fifty in French? Cinquante. Cinquante. Yeah. Ale. So the, I mean, yeah. Uh, basically, you could say the Spanish equivalent of fifty. What's the Spanish equivalent of fifty? I um, have no idea. Bit. Viente seis y dos? No. <laughs> Venti seis would be 26. Oh. Um, so it's Trente, which is 30. Yeah, so 50 would be 50. Yeah. Yeah. 50, yeah. <laughs> no, this Spanish know. lesson brought to you by yeah. Carl Granger. Right. <laughs> there's no I in Granger. I have, there's no I in Granger, nor team. But they're like, <laughs> there's, I, uh, I rode around in a truck full of guys that didn't speak one word of English for 
like years. It didn't pick up a damn thing. 50. <laughs> Why would we talk about 50? All right. So, uh, in addition to the wonderful beer that uh, you brought, you also um, brought all the fixings, the makings for Canada's version of a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Which is known as a Caesar. Caesar. Yeah. So, for all of the Canadian, French Canadian goodness, the national drink of Canada is actually Native, Italian. Right. What's Greek? Little Caesars. I was thinking Caesar is like of Rome, right? Correct. Rome is in Italy. Yeah. Let's love Romans. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. But uh Greco Roman So wrestling. so I had a Caesar for the first time tonight and I have to tell you the Canadians have it going on. I, I I'm gonna tell you I would have never in a million years known that there was such a thing as a Caesar versus a Bloody Mary, but I'm gonna tell you I actually prefer a Caesar. Well, thank you. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I glad, that, I'm I'm glad that I introduced you to that because it is it is actually delicious and nothing against Bloody Marys, but I think you said it before. It's you know, lighter. It's yeah. It's Caesar's much lighter. lighter. It's very much yeah. more drinkable. Um, probably you, getting... you, can, you can hear it in my voice how right. drinkable <laughs> they are because <laughs> I think I had four or five of them yeah. before I started having the. Uh, I know you just kept taste lot. testing. I I'm did. like, when is Larry going to figure out what that tastes like? Yeah. He's had well, five yeah. glasses of it already. You have to be sure. sure. You have to Clams, be sure. Get tomato insane. juice. Man. Yeah. Come on, yeah. get yeah. with it. <laughs> ben, what, what what did you say? It was like a uh, crawfish boil in. It, yeah, it, uh, I grew up in Louisiana for a little bit. It reminds you, like, without sounding disgusting, of what a crawfish <laughs> boil tastes like. But not like you're drinking your crawfish boil. Like, right. I don't know how to explain, it, but like right. that old bay seasoning, you can taste it on the whatever seasoning he's got <laughs> yeah. on the rim. It, it's that. So you taste celery, 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 Being one of the uh, Cajun Big Three vegetables, so, celery. You just taste it in there. It just kind of reminded me a little bit of. So Ben up. Pickett thinks that it's like the Louisiana version of hot dog water. Uh, there you go. So wait, you didn't even say that Ben Pickett was at the table, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah he did. Yeah, yeah Ben Pickett. Did you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Thanks for paying attention there up at the uh, head of the table. The board. But we do appreciate you keeping up with the stereotype that Canadians are sorry for everything. Touche, <laughs> 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 Ben. Got me there. Wow. So, uh, anyway, enough about Ted. We're just going to have him work the board for the right. for the balance of this whole <laughs> little trip that we're doing. <laughs> My um, mic's muted now. <laughs> In in honor of the bow round experience being in South Carolina, Mark had um, an interesting experience uh, that is born of South Carolina heritage. Just today, right, Mark? Today, as per the uh, postmark on the envelope. Hmm. It was postmarked today. No. Okay. Thirtieth. The thirtieth. Okay. So, uh, I know that I saw on Instagram, and I know you guys referred to it, um, I, I didn't necessarily participate in that um, 
sweepstakes or whatever it was, but it was like a little kind of like kind a of like a scavenger hunt thing or whatever. Is that what right? it, was? it was. It was to get people to go to the redesigned website, I think. Okay, right, right? for for what for flood tide for flood tide co. But there was uh, what was it called? Find the blue crab. Find, find the fiddler. The fiddler. Find the fiddler. Find the fiddler. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. You did you on it Mark? On did, you fi- did you stuff? did you go searching for the fiddler? Nope. No. Did no. You, did you fiddle? Um, I actually thought it was you know my my pro staff application. Right. But it came empty, and I did not find a fiddler. Well, what you or? So let me see this. It's just. It's a really nice envelope. So it's, it's, it it's a really large envelope. This is like I would expect if I received an envelope of this size, that um, it would probably have handwritten address on it, probably in the cursive, um, scripty my grandma or my auntie right. like wrote. So it's it's like one of those large envelopes that a nice card would card. come in, <laughs> and. Uh, it's definitely a happy uh, birthday card sent to uh, our friend Mark, and uh, yeah, it wasn't even licked. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to look um, back to my uh, law enforcement days and say that uh, forensically, there is absolutely no licking that happened on no. this envelope. No. Paul Puckett's uh, I, mouth was dry as hell. I'm, I'm examining, <laughs> That's why his breath stinks examining like that. the envelope, and there is no no evidence of the adhesive mm-hmm. having been moistened and then coming oh, detached wait. from this. I'm going to go detective. I'm going to play detective real quick. Okay. So if they maybe had lunch already before uh-huh. they tried to lick envelopes, and they're using that bullshit-ass Traeger grill, maybe it made their meat. <laughs> Real dry, 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 yeah. (laughs) And everybody had dry mouth. And then they tried to send envelopes after that, and now everybody's stickers and stuff are missing. I believe that's because Traeger tongue. This is empty. This is Traeger tongue. Exactly, Traeger tongue. This is as empty as the soul of a lifeless. I mean, this is bad. And we're just wondering what what was in here. What do you think the mailman? Do you think your mailman like? Lifted, boosted your shit. There is no clean living going on with mm-hmm. her. No, no. no. I think okay. you have to confront so. her. Yeah, I, I think you should. I think you should come out and just with like stand with the envelope and just like shake it at her. Right. And be like, "What the fuck, lady?" Right. right. And what? Are, yeah. And what do you got? Scabies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just um, a cold sore. When, when, when you're We're listening, picking the damn sores, lady. When you're listening to episode seven point one, if you happen to get one of these badass envelopes and it actually had something in it, let us know. Let us know what it was that Mark's missing. Yeah. Because uh, he didn't find the fiddler, and he didn't find anything in the envelope. Kind of disappointing. It's almost like yeah. I was I was excited. I was like, wow, you know, professional envelope. Yeah. What? What? Nothing. Nothing. It's the uh, Flood Tide Co. version of a participation ribbon. Got me good. Oh. You didn't find the fiddler, <laughs> which is but you buy girl. Flood Tide stuff. <laughs> we got to send him something to keep his parents happy. Yeah. Point of order. Little Robertson rules of uh, parliamentary procedure here. Carl has gone to the refrigerator twice now. <laughs> and, <laughs> bring him and, back too, and, and nobody and, takes and any. So he has made. He has yet to say. Does anybody hey, else need anybody a beer? Else? 
We're having a show. Look, I brought oh, two. Well, thank you, Carl. <laughs> yeah, I got this course. Does the uh, so the Labat, the John Labat's beer, um, it's a little kind of like hoppy. You think so? Yeah. No. Oh no, not like, at all. Like, like at the end, at the very end, I'm like compared to what you and I drank the other night. Right. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we went, we went out and we yeah, where'd we you guys ordered, go? Buckets ordered and buckets of blue. Yeah. Really? Just oh, me yeah. and Carl ripped a couple bucks of, buckets of blue. Yeah. Where did you find the Labatt's blue down here? <laughs> oh. Yeah, for two bucks a piece. <laughs> two bucks a piece. The half wall. Ten dollar buckets of Labatt. Le, yeah. Labatt's. She failed to mention that on her list of specials as well. She's now, like, let me ask you, because it occurred to me when he read it and said, here, you can have the Labatt. Labatt's blue, I think actually has the apostrophe s or is it just say labot blue no it just says labot blue <laughs> oh that one has an extra e yeah yeah the ones we had the other night doesn't have that extra it's b-l-e-u-e labot blah so um well that's interesting so that was like one of their specials even yeah. though she didn't re- no, she failed to mention that. Did you ask her? Do you hate Canadians? I yeah. might as well. Because all the snowbirds went what home you, and they had to get rid of. Uh, yeah, that's it. There was this the huge. There was a massive. And what was the thing, Ted? It said, "Experience something, Florida. Come yeah, and experience the Florida the, experience." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Labatt Blue, the Florida experience. Like, and we're like, what is that? that? Yeah, like, really? what does that have to do with anything? Well, you know. I've gone up steelhead fishing up in and around uh, western New York, around Buffalo, from like Buffalo down to uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, that stretch on the Erie, Lake Erie. And Labatt Blue is like huge up there. And that's what you order. You, you go in and you say, I'll have a blue. And boom, that's what you get. Um, to hear that it's available in the in <laughs> Florida, well, in Dunedin is crazy because you got the the Blue Jays, the, Blue Jays. Huh? the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah, Labatt. they're not even sponsored by Labatt. Dude. Well, when, like I they mean, were sponsored by no. Hang on, so they are sponsored by Labatt because Labatt has exclusive rights over uh, production of Bud, and they're sponsored by Bud Light. Now, um, probably, yes, now. yeah, yeah. Budweiser and Bud Light. Is there? Well, when I was I, when I was a kid, I think it was Labatt's. I'm pretty sure, yeah. like just, full, and because it was everywhere. Yeah, just like Molson owns Coors, right? So, uh, and really, yeah, yeah, Molson Coors. Yeah. Now, see, I love Molson. A, a nice Molson, Molson Golden. Molson Golden. Oh, uh, Molson Golden is the best. What is Golden? That's an American That's Molson product. An American right. Molson product. There's Molson because they couldn't Golden. sell Canadian over here, or like no. What is it? What's the other one? Molson. There's Molson Dry, Molson X, Molson Canadian, and then there's Molson Golden. I, w- I want to say there's Molson Ice. Delicious yeah. ice. Yeah. There they have an ice. Is it is it black ice? Like it's uh, brown bottle. It's looks kind of like a forty. It's for people that sleep outside. Kind of like those, well, yeah. <laughs> Molson Ice, I think, is for, is like you know, two for two for uh, two for two dollars. Um, you guys want a break? Where are we at? Yeah, I think uh, we could probably do a break, and then uh, we've got a few more things that we really need to talk about, and 
I've got, they're I've gonna, got some. They're going to they're gonna take some time. So I think sure. probably a little break action right here would be good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oh, yeah, because we haven't, well, man, we haven't gotten anything here. No, nah, exactly. I know. God. So, uh, it's just the opener. I know. I think uh, we'll take a little pause and we'll be right back. Awesome storyteller. Awesome storyteller. This segment brought to you by 400 Grains to Freedom. If you don't follow him on Instagram, what are you? You fucking should be ashamed of yourself. You should. This guy absolutely fucking gets it. He's out there doing it in Oregon. He knows what it's about. Builder, quite possibly. He's probably a decent dude. I know what he can fucking do. And that is stick some browns. Brown sticking sticking browns. This probably thing. not any grape jelly involved no. out there though. No, uh, it's, it's there's no flavor out there. Bounce yeah. leech. Right. So anyway, uh we're really happy to have him as a sponsor in this segment. And if you're not following him, you are really mm-hmm. letting the world down. Right. Who not are just you? us, the entire right. world. Right. So uh Check them out, follow them, comment that Traeger Grills are the greatest thing that has ever happened on the planet Earth, mm-hmm. and you too will be loved. Do you think it's worth me wasting enough money to buy like the high line, like the best Yeti cooler, and put it on a Traeger grill and light it so they can kind of, you know, the, the Yeti of grills can burn up the yeti of yetis i think your yeti make... i think your yeti should be your traeger grill stand 
You know. Oh, like put my grill on top of my Yeti? Yeah. Has anybody else noticed that it's no longer like the coolest cooler on the planet? Yeti has become the most fashionable accessory in the form of a bag. I, uh, like, I okay, like their hats so, totally made them more money than their So I am, I am departing the Sunshine State very soon. <sighs> uh, I'll be gone for a little over a week. Oh, my God. And uh, I'm going to transform, uh, come out of my chrysalis as a butterfly. Mm-hmm. And return as a moth. That That is... Focus solely not on redfish any longer, but on trout. And I have been seeing so many of the like really ultra important people on Instagram that that do it for the gram. You talking about the kind you got to throw a ham in and pull the bone out? Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> apparently I, I'm like I'm already feeling like very inadequate. Would be a, a, a mm-hmm. good word, inadequate, because apparently if you're trout fishing and you don't have the proper bag to put your waders in. Oh, like after the fact? You got to yeah. have like a nice... Apparently Yeti now makes like a, 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 a Givenchy? super rad wader bag. Like I didn't even know there was such a thing. Like I take my waders off. Like a dive bag. It's like a mesh bag. No, 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 no. It's like it's like this really high tech Yeti bag that you take your waders off and stuff your waders in this bag, and like cool factor goes crazy out the window because just taking your waders off and throwing them in the back of the truck or the car that you're in down by the river is not good enough anymore. Maybe a bucket. Eh, Maybe. I mean, they are Gore-Tex for God's sake, so. It's not like they're like sopping wet and like gonna get your right. car wet, like. Right. But the so, surf, the surfer dudes like to so, hang them up. Yeah, well, no, the, you're thinking like neoprene. neoprene. Yeah, yeah. These aren't neoprene. Okay, so. Oh, I guess yeah, because that's a like wetsuit. They get wet there. It's a waterproof except for the stocking. Just, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. so right. So now I'm like troubled. I'm like, okay, I was so stoked. I'm I'm going to Pennsylvania. I'm going to be fishing Penns Creek. Like that's like the mecca of like freestone, like you know, limestone creek. And and you now, don't have a now a I'm like Louis Vuitton bag. To put your I don't have a Louis Vuitton. Yeah, like Givenchy. Nothing. What am I going to do? Yeah. There's going to be people that are going to see me. Birkin, you have no Birkin. And, like, I know I'm not, like, a really big deal, but I'm trying to be, and I'm not going to have the right freaking bag. You might not be a huge deal, but you're a huge... No, no, you're kind of a big deal, bro. But but I don't have the right bag. And, and, you know, (laughs) what am I going to do? This is insanity. Like... It used to I could have swore. Like, I, I finally got comfortable. With I, finally, I finally got <laughs> it's comfortable. It's worse here. It's more expensive here. I finally got comfortable with the idea that I don't need ice to last 20 days. And I'm okay not having a bear a gets in my boat. I got way bigger problems <laughs> than my fucking ice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, if a bear gets in your boat, you can hide in the cooler. Oh damn! No, it's bear resistant. Resistant. Yeah. You ever had a water resistant watch? Oh, had is the key word. (laughs) Waterproof, right? Waterproof. So bear resistant. How do you latch the latches from inside the cooler? Irrelevant. Does your 
Did your boy just hop in it and float <laughs> yeah. down the street? <laughs> yeah. So you get in, and then your boy does the latches real quick, and he hauls ass or so gets wait. eaten. Someone has to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. yeah. What size Yeti do you need to jump into to be able to? Oh man, shit! Do they have that? Like, is it the one ten? They make some like, pretty dang get... big ones. I think they make a three fifty. I'm pretty sure. So a three fifty, yeah. at least a small shot. Is that in quarts? Yeah. Quartz. It, it, they don't ever get off the court kick. Yeah. How so, many liters would that be, yeah. Ted? Milliliters. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how do they how do they sell Yetis up you know, in it, up it drives in, me up bananas. in Canada? It drives me bananas that you guys are the only country that hasn't in the entire world to metric. <laughs> let me let me explain how this works, Ted. We're the greatest. <laughs> there's, there's countries that use the metric system, mm-hmm. and there's countries that have landed on the moon. Boom. <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. Excuse me, are mm-hmm. you well aware that the Canada Space Arm exists? Do you know what that is? They yeah, have but an it arm hasn't landed on the moon. No, no, but it, no, it hasn't, but it is the most utilized tool in space. What is it? Does it fling things? It does, it does. It flings boogers it's, from it's the International the, Space Station. It is the arm. What is it like? It is the poo slinger of space. Now, the, the space shuttle had the Canadian arm. Uh huh. And I believe that there's a Canadian arm on the International Space Station. What is but, it, uh, for, like, space docking? Pretty much, it's like... Have you ever heard of space docking? It's... it's. Look it up on the internet. I don't need to explain this. Okay. Fucking nasty. So... Fucking NASA. Fucking nasty So it's NASA. it's interesting that, that Ben brings up the uh, one country that's been to the moon. And... Uh, I actually have a dear friend, he's my neighbor, that is uh, Russian, and uh, he and I were... Is his name Yuri? No, no. Is he a Russian cosmonaut number one? (laughs) I think Russian sent dogs there. his, his, His English or American name is Mike Misha. Um... He and I were talking, and, and we we enjoy we enjoy, we enjoy poking fun in at Russia. one another Russian. based on cultural differences. And uh, I had said something to him regarding what he was doing, and I said, "Is that some kind of Russian engineering that you're mm-hmm. taking on over there? Because it looks like a little bit of uh, a little shaky, a little shaky, <laughs> yeah, a little shaky." And he says, "My friend." America spends million dollars developing pen mm-hmm. to write in zero gravity. Yep. The Russians use the pencil. We take pencil. Damn right. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it, Mike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, keeping it simple is not a bad idea. No. Nope. And damn, the vodka is good. Right. I keep it simple more mentally <laughs> than anything. <laughs> than anything. I would have to say that you uh, don't dive in. Th- there's a possibility right. that Ben doesn't believe you. Right. <laughs> you <know. laughs> when you see things that are like, man, that's really complicated. Sometimes it's better just to keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Leave Kiss. it be. Yeah. Right. Kiss. Just leave it on B and just keep on. Keep on with your life. Could you give us an example of that, Carl? <clears throat> Cathead biscuits. <laughs> that didn't take long. No. <laughs> wow. How did you get your biscuits so big and fluffy? I'm not going to 
Dude, I really like around it. all day thinking. Big and fluffy biscuit. I know. So delicious. I know. Bojangles gone. Half the time. You know, there's, well, especially down in Miami way, they were nothing but plastic. There are other Same podcasts idea. out there that have Gummy sponsorships bear. from like all manners of different great fly fishing companies. If there ever comes a day that we can get a why did we get like, sponsorship? Oh man, I will tell you that we have arrived. Right, like it, it, it would be the shit. Don't talk about pro staff. Off. Yeah, that yeah. that's a pro staff. But the I want. rest of the time we're not podcasting. We're just like bums hanging around a Bojangles. You know what I mean? Like the rest of the week gets it's, weird. It's kind of true. But you don't actually, you're not serving the bow rounds. You're just sitting around a chicken joint. I am the bow round. Right. Maybe you're the sign spinner. Oh, huh? damn. Whatever happened to sign spinning? You don't see it that much yeah, anymore. Yeah, they still exist, dude. They yeah. still exist, yeah. Do they? Oh, yeah. 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 They still exist. I don't. I haven't seen one in forever. Uh, well, people where they sell cheap too. cell phones or paint bottles. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Little Caesars. Right, there was, Little Caesars. There was a guy in Melbourne named Michael Snuffin, and the only reason I Snuffin. know this. Yes. Yeah. Is because Florida Today wrote an article on this guy. Because <laughs> he was so kick ass at it. Because he was so kick ass at it that he would. He had the sign, he'd play it like a guitar, and he slap wore out. You couldn't even tell what he was advertising anymore because he had scratched it off to the point Little Caesars started shaping some of their signs like guitars for this guy because he was yeah. like this little local hit in Melbourne. And the article came out. <laughs> Somebody picked him up because he just ghosted and was straight gone. I've always wondered, like, is what he, happened is to Michael like Snuffin? Like, like, like a YouTube star or something now? No idea. I've, I've Googled him. I've looked for him. He's a vlogger. He's a vlogger. Vlogger, probably. Oh, and it would make maybe, perfect sense. Yeah. But maybe, Michael Snuffin, if you're yeah, listening nothing, to this, please, please give us an update. So We're worried about you. We're worried. Whatever worried. happened to Michael right. Snuffin? Mm-hmm. He guides out of Jupiter now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's not inshore stuff. That's why you never heard of him. It's he's a sport fish guy, like offshore. Yeah. So you're talking Bertram? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He he's on the circuit. Yeah. yeah. He's on the circuit. He's on the yeah. yeah sail the sailfish. Yeah. Um. Oh, show notes. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> no. no, no Florida, let's go Florida Fly Company. Yeah. Let's, let's go, go Florida there. Fly let's Company. go there, Ben. So Ben, take the mic. We have one of the founders and quite possibly the CEO or the co-CEO or the OOO of Florida Flyco in the house. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, <coughs> I'm not sure what O I end in. Um, <laughs> no, I, I am the president and co-founder of Florida Flyco. And yeah, that's how that's how it's set mm-hmm. up through the mm-hmm. LLC. Nice. Um, but yeah, it started kind of as a pipe dream about a year ago. A uh, my good friend Noah Miller and I started kind of daydreaming on the skiff one day about what if we could do something fly related, and I didn't have to build simulators all over the world. And he cuts grass for a living, and he loves it and has fun. But we started thinking like we love this sport. What if we could give something back to it? And kind of threw around some T-shirt ideas and. And kind of bounced off. And then I got busy traveling, installing simulators, and it kind of went on the back burner. And then when I got the last couple, since about February, I've been not traveling. And I go to fly tying at Harry Goods every Thursday night. And I take this Renzetti foam fly tying tool caddy with me. And every week I stuff that thing full of crap, and I'm like, this just looks ugly. 
So I went into my wood shop and started cutting out some fish and settled on a permit. And oh yeah, I remember the permit. Yeah, yeah. Um, y'all's is yeah. actually my goal was to have y'all's when I came, but the humidity my shop doesn't have isn't doesn't have AC, so the humidity with the rain has yeah. killed me actually clear coating it and finishing it. You commoner. My, me, yeah. I'm a commoner. Me yeah. commoner. Yeah, you um, commoner. You just no air conditioned shop. No, I, I rough it. Oof. I like the outdoors. Wow. Keeps me primed for the fishing, um, but we're working on that because I don't want to have two. It would be, re- I mean, like fly-related things aren't huge. You don't need like a warehouse. You could probably have an air-conditioned shop at some point in your life. It, my goal is very soon. Um, yes. I've got I've got a couple cool, really neat tools, and started building them and, and built one. And my my buddy knows like, dude, this is awesome. So I built him one, and it just kind of re-kicked the idea. So. Our goal is to hard launch in August when I get back from the Philippines. I've got a uh, couple weeks out of, out of the country, but we're gonna we've got about ten different species of fish we're working on making redfish, a couple saltwater fish, a couple freshwater fish. And these are like trays. Yeah, they're like kind of well, a tool uh, caddy. Tool yeah, it's a tool yeah, caddy. It yeah. holds, and they're gonna be a couple different sizes. We're gonna we've kind of got the small. Uh, like travel size. This is the size I built, so I could take my tools up to the fly shop when I tie. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have a little bit bigger one, and then a large one that would just sit at your desk. Which I'm, you know, I've got the tarpon earmarked for that, but yeah, I'll probably yeah. be able to make them in a couple different sizes. Yeah. So, um, where are you? Uh, are you um, sourcing the wood anywhere in particular? Is it like local uh, stuff? Currently, there's a local shop that gets various hardwoods in, and I've been buying it from him. Okay. I'm going to shop around a little bit, but I like the idea of keeping it local, trying to support other people and what they do. I've got a buddy who lives on the Little Manatee River, um, and he actually has a budding woodworking business, cabinets and furniture and all, you know, all kind of stuff. He makes some restaurant accessories and stuff out of wood that he goes himself and reclaims out of the river that's awesome yeah dragged up to the back of his house Uh and then mills like in his it's pretty like kind of a larger uh, property not huge huge but pretty big property on the river and he it drags it up and you know mills it all down brings it into a shop that's on in his backyard there and you know makes all his furniture and stuff from that so you know i should probably hook you up with him i I love that he started kind of some reclaimed stuff off the rip he some of his first pieces were old wooden sport fish boats. That's that's that had, sick. Like gone to pile. Oh no and he way! Had, like a bunch of stuff that he you know whatever and kind of ran through that. But uh, he's been on the and it, so it's real we- weird stuff. It's like grapefruit trees. Like you don't get yeah. grapefruit tree furniture yeah really anywhere. So he's you know some of the stuff is like kind of odd ball. You know what I mean? Looks really neat. Um, but that might be cool. You know, yeah, just Florida stuff that's floating around. <laughs> Absolutely, and there's a uh, <laughs> yeah. by the Melbourne landfill. There's a, like a side street right next to it, and that it, it's a guy who takes all these reclaimed boats from hurricanes, all these cool old wooden stuff, and yeah, yeah. strips them down and sells it. And I've been checking oh, like out. a reuser. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he'll he'll cut the stern off of a huge sailboat that's got this solid mahogany in the ship name, and he'll he'll kind of sell that as art. And so oh, I've been good idea. Yeah, and so I've been going down to his place and looking at teak and all this other stuff and trying to find something to kind of mix into it. I think one of the things that in that world that I've seen, um, some of the old boats, older boats, 
whether it be a wood boat or a fiberglass boat, whatever, they everybody wants a teak. Yeah, you know, it's like the railings and the you know absolutely and stuff like that. Well, the rest of the boat's made out of usually hardwoods. Yeah, like nice stuff. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, it's crazy expensive and you know rare. You know, yeah, mahogany and stuff is gone. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to find real real stuff like Honduran and stuff. So. Yeah, and I've got a, I've got a couple friends in the Philippines who have been giving me some Filipino mahogany. You know who takes a lot of like illegal stuff across borders? Ted, my man Ted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> meats. I want some uh, legit Canadian birch to start yeah, making we're talking, some stuff like, out of. Well, usually meats. What are you making canoes? I, I I actually my neighbor's got a birch bark canoe. Really? Yeah. 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 Mine's not birch bark. I am restoring a 1924 Old Town wooden canvas canoe. Oh. Really? Yeah, wow. thing is legit. It's uh Where did you come across that? So cool story, my dad I don't even know how the story begins. He's always well, nineteen twenty four, you can say that. Well yeah, nineteen twenty four. Old same, town built a boat and it died. So we actually took when I was probably eight, we took a trip to New York to go pick up a pinyan. Oh, Penyan, yeah. yeah. That's a wooden wooden Yeah, boat, wooden, uh, kind of like a wooden John boat almost. Oh, a smaller one. Yeah, a they little bit some, smaller, yeah. like a canoe-John boat hybrid deal. Yeah. And They made some bigger wooden power boats. It was, they, they did, yeah. but this one was like a smaller, almost they like They barely a lasted into the kind of fiberglass era. Right, Yeah. exactly. And my, my dad's always loved old things with cars, and so he kind of got into it and, and took a trip to New York, and we, we went in three days, shot up there, camped in this really janky campground in New Jersey that was hot as heck, picked up this boat, turned around and TV came back. was probably chained to the damn dresser. <laughs> yeah, but it was, yeah, it was, it was you no TV. Well, yeah, but and it worse. was before flat screens. You didn't have to chain it. That thing weighed 300 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so he Dude, uh, people made off with CRT TVs. Oh, I, I know they do. <laughs> I know they do. The uh, so we went and picked up this pinion, came back, and he met up with a guy fairly local, lives about a mile and a half from my place in Melbourne, named Michael Grace. He works at FIT. He's a biologist, and he's got these really cool old canoes, and he restores them for a hobby. And he's actually got one of three. I cannot remember the brand, but really rare Canadian canoes that he's one of three people that has one in existence. And two of them are in museums and one of them is either that has house or a shop. And so he and my dad swapped a pinion for this old town canoe and it sat in our garage for years. We we bought a new house right during like right before the two thousand four hurricanes. And then we remodeled the house and that just took precedence so I convinced him to let me have it. So since two thousand ten I've taken it all apart. I kind of dabbled it in 2010, not knowing what I was doing. And lately, I've actually taken it apart, and it's it's in, ready to start going back together. i got to order a couple parts from a, a company in Maine that's going to send me a couple things, and the rest I'm actually going to mill out in my shop. Wow. But the, uh, the plan is to maybe by the end of next year have it all done. So when you say it's a wood and canvas canoe? It's got wooden ribs uh-huh. and then cedar... Like probably two and three quarter inch slats that run all the way down the length of the canoe, and then you sit it in canvas uh-huh. and you put filler in it and then paint it, and then so it's it's literally a, a boat wooden boat skinned in canvas to keep the water out. So the it oh, was wow. pre like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it was it's like pre instead of exactly yeah. And uh, I've got these 
crazy visions of catching Juby Tarpon out of it mm-hmm. on a fly rod. That... Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you, you brought up your dad. Yeah. And you had shared with me a couple of photos recently of some really rad camper shit that's going on. Yeah. At the picket compound. Absolutely. So my mom and dad have always had an adventurous spirit and liked camping. We grew up doing it. So in the last couple of years, they've gotten into these vintage campers. And last May, I was in Louisiana for work, and I was driving to a friend's house who I was visiting, and I looked to my my left, and this, I cannot remember, that somebody's Cajun campground or something, and saw this. My mom and dad had just been talking about, if we could find a Westcraft, a Coronado Westcraft, that'd be awesome. It's like the cream of the crop. We love one. They only made them for three years. You're not going to find them in, in a solid piece. But if we could find one, that would be epic. And I went and was driving, and I freaking saw one. And I stopped. I was like, this can't, This has got to be a knockoff. And I went and talked to the guy. He's like, no, I've had it for years. I don't, I'm not doing anything with it. So I called my dad and sent him a bunch of pictures. It was the weekend before Father's Day that I was there because he was flying out to New Orleans for Father's Day weekend to meet me, and we were going to hang out. And then he was going to fly back. I was going to continue doing what I was doing and then head home. So we actually drove three hours back to Lake Charles and checked this thing out and it was in pretty good shape and so it took about a year but they just brought it back two weeks ago and in the process of stripping it down to restore were it. they able to like tow it back they or? were they really uh, <laughs> yeah it was solid and the, the guy gave us an amazing deal on it and it was it was solid and did he have any idea what he had he did um knew what it was worth but also knew he didn't have the time to do it right and instead of letting it rot in his yard well not that he didn't have the time to do it right he owns this campground which is it's like a campground and on the weekends they have straight lawnmower races on a track mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. on a grass yeah. it's, right. it's straight yeah. Louisiana yeah. it's Cajun mm-hmm. and then he had bought this pole barn and he said you know I've almost got this thing paid off this has taken a lot of my time I'm going to sell it he probably had 15 vintage campers he's like I'm going to start selling some of these off finish my campground, do what I want, and then I can. he kept a couple to get back into himself. Well, and you got to resurface the track. Well, exactly. you got to plant new yeah, sods. Like, there's a lot right. that goes into that it. That ain't cheap. So he sold it to them and just said, you know, here's the price I want. I know I could get more than that, but I'd rather somebody be able to take it, do something with it, and restore it back to what it was. So my parents have, they've got the Westcraft. It's a 24-foot, a... 16-foot scamp fiberglass trailer, and then they've got a 13-foot burrow. What are they? What are they? Uh, how how attached are they to the uh, scamp? Uh, attached enough that my mom said, you know, this camper, the Westcraft you found was a a great find. We'll give you a finder's fee. And I said, can I have the scamp? And the it just kind of got quiet. And I heard crickets. Oh wow! Um, so there's. There's probably a dollar amount, but I didn't hit it. Okay, so there's a fiberglass um, scamp-shaped um, camper mm-hmm. that I have had my eye on for a while now in Castleberry. And I've just never found the time to like pull off and, and, and knock on the door to find out. It's, it's sat under the carport at this home and I've never seen it move. Yeah. Ever in years. And I was thinking, so we've got Carl who absolutely 
without a doubt, could take this fiberglass camper mm -hmm. and paint it in the... At least... I could paint it like three or four colors. That's the, it. Well, you, <laughs> Not any color you want. Seafoam green. I think, I think you could probably do the uh, red and white popper pattern. I could, do pop well, I could do I could yeah popper patterns easy so that's what I was getting at so yeah. they've got this scamp but they've got what you need to look at is a 13 foot burrow a burrow which is a donkey it is a donkey but it's yeah. also a kick butt fiberglass camper that I kid you not is the it's the the it's camper your popper was modeled off of okay. it's got and the, the taillights mold straight back like that right down the side so what kind of deal can you get a spin I don't know I'll find out because uh, oh Shit, I got money for you in the, in the car. Right there. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. I got. I got. No, I know what you, you got. Mean. That burrow yeah. money. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah. I got that burrow cash. Because the, uh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. If if we could get something that we could. Don't go in my car. If anybody's listening, don't go in my car and get Larry's fucking <laughs> it's, money. It's not that much money. We it's, we could go. Live? We could go with. Uh, I would love to be able to have a little mobile studio slash. Hang out, get up and go, right? And and that is absolute. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. look at That's the tail lights. We got a photo. Like, it's absolutely a photo. One hundred percent. It's it's the yeah. Taylor Tash. Yeah, popper. Yeah. And and I just don't yeah. see that your parents need that. Yeah. As a problem like on, the, on their property, it's not a necessity to your parents. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, a necessity I'll pass is along. Yeah. Right. But they they've got some cool stuff, and we're working on restoring them and, and kind of theming them out and. Really, I just want I want the scamp to. We're gonna rig it out so I can take it, throw my paddleboard on top. Because if we could get that, if we could get that and get it finished, at least the exterior finished, mm -hmm. so that Carl could just like drive in a loop in front of the uh, IFTD ICAST. Mm -hmm. show. Oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. We need Clyde. Uh, Clyde could pull as that. Power. Power. Clyde could pull yes. it. Yeah, yes. the tow, tow rig. Yeah, right. That's or I think Tom Bai can make that happen. Or if yeah. I could get my scout um, running, that's right. We'd be good. Yeah, to go you got too. a scout. Yeah. yeah, I got a seventy-four scout. We're talking about that on the break. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, those things are rad. But yeah, so they're kind of the ones that has got me into all Run, this. Runs great in drive, reverse, not so not much. so much. Yeah, you don't need it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Got to park right. I, I've got to uh, hop over mm -hmm. every curb that's and key. stop on the next that's one. Key. Mm -hmm. That's key. That's key. Um, it's got the torque flight transi uh, that I need to actually got a really good recommendation on somebody to rebuild that tranny from, uh, I want to say down in Rockledge. Okay. So I got to get it down to Rockledge, get the whole thing done, new main seal done, and I should be good to go. Awesome. But it's, it's a beaut. Nice. Yeah. Those are one. Those are uh, the first SUV I fell in love with was a Scout. Oh, absolutely. And I know they've got kind of funky engines in them as far as gas mileage is concerned. Uh, you know? You're not worried about you're gas not. mileage. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. When you look that no cool, doubt. you know what I mean. When you look that cool, you can like, you can get four okay. miles per gallon. It doesn't I matter. I want to say it's a V8, 427 cubic mm -hmm. inch. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. No, th no, I'm sorry. 345. It's 345 cubic inches. That's cool. Yeah. 345. 4, 427. That's no, awesome. It's just numbers, guys. We're just doing numbers here. Yeah. But do the you nice, feel like the, the, the nice the thing power, about we're like browning out? Do you feel that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, really? Like this weird, everything kind of calms There's down. There's a drop. Dude, I haven't in, touched the then, board at all. We've right. That's what, we've cuts. Been, That's what we've been looking at yeah. each other. Yeah. There's like this weird kind of brown out. And then it just kind of comes back to it's so yeah. weird. No touching the board. We we might be able to get like a warranty claim on it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the warranty's expired on this. <laughs> it's, it's not an international warranty. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've, I've heard some background noise, but uh, it's probably me. Is that what that is? It is. It's, That's it's, why it's we were covering it. Really? Figure. Yeah. Yeah, That's what it is. Picking yeah. it up. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we can turn that off. We'll just turn the air down. Apologies this late into the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Our Canadian traditions. Right. right, right. But it just started. So but, Florida Flyco. Yeah, but so you, my, my parents s- kind of taught us how to do all this cool hands-on stuff, and it's just a love that's stuck. So we're starting with these fish patterns, and then as soon as we get those locked down and, and start getting those rolling, I'm actually building a couple custom fly-tying desks and Oh, Some of the lap okay, size, cool. and then mine's actually like a full-on desk like what Larry's got in the corner Okay, um, that none of you audio listeners can see. But right. the uh, but I was in a car wreck a couple years ago, so for me to sit down at a vice for a couple hours kind of sucks, and it starts to hurt. So I'm actually building mine on hydraulic legs that go up and down so I can sit, stand. <laughs> and comfortable, and, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Gasper, so yeah. we're just they're going to be really high-end. They're going to be really Low nice. and right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, it's going to go from there, and then we're we're branched out into some apparel stuff and hats and shirts. So you're going to do like air ride hydros. Um, are you going to do candy candy painted? Well, the stand could be handy. I've got a real, (laughs) I've got a real problem with painting nice wood, like like pine. I I don't care about that as much, but like, like mine's made out of pecky cypress. Oh yeah. And I'm filling all the, the pecky like rot holes with like a blue resin and then clear coating it. It looks cool as heck. You know, if it sits in the sun, it'll glow for about 20 minutes and then it'll fizzle out. And so I'm, I'm building mine for me and for the risers where your bobbins hold, I've got a, like there's a company and they make all kinds of fly rod building stuff but they've got some really cool custom cork that they're cutting in half for me and it's just gonna it's gonna be really nice really yeah. high end yeah and, no, you don't want to hide that wood yeah, yeah exactly right. you know let let that speak and be the art and then and getting into some inlays and some fun stuff and yeah. just just having fun with it and doing something i love and trying to well the, you know that's it's it's actually a very interesting concept given that some of the really high-end vices are spendy yeah I mean, you know, reasonably expensive. Well, and it, it's um, one of those things that... So are you putting your nice vice? I mean, I know mine's, I don't know, mid-ish market to lower end of mid-ish market. At the, uh, and what are you putting that on, like Ikea desk in the corner <laughs> of an apartment? Like, it, you know, you kind of feel stupid right. if you don't have... It's yeah. really nice to, like, you've got fly reels like mm-hmm. you know a lot of people collect yeah. beautiful old reels and new ones that are really it's nice beautiful things and to you know tie expensive yeah. stuff you're you're tying be- really nice hooks yeah you know really nice material you have it's all very like tactile and very you know you're looking at these things and you want them to look good you want them to look good. Right, it's something well, you want to be proud are you, of are you on like a like a card table or are you you know what i mean like, yeah no stupid. so like so a- what we 
the idea that started a year ago was the desks. And I yeah. told him, I said, you know, I like that. I do. The, uh, you see these people that I tie, he ties, and most of the things you buy, it's, it's a, it's a coffee table or something or, right. or a cheap Ikea table. Like you right. said, well, a that, lot of people look for well, I mean, just like, like an like, antique piece or something yeah. because it's, there's nothing like you can. Well, and you look at the prices of these things, right. they don't look amazing. And fly tying tables cost up to $2,000 for right. something that just looks eh. Yeah, yeah. And my thought process was I want something nice enough that if, if, a, you're gonna spend if the a man money, buys it, yeah. that his wife isn't going to say, put that in the garage. This right. is janky. Yeah, Get yeah. your clutter away. I want her yeah. to say, like, wow, that's a nice piece. Yeah, it's okay if you have that in I mean, the yeah, it has like a nice study or the library or whatever. Like library, a, like I know a lot of people. What are those ones called? It's a real old style. Roll top? The roll yeah, top. roll top. Or the secretary yeah, desk. Yeah, where a lot of people use that because you'll have so many little bits, pieces, tools, accessories, yeah, bottles, whatever. You can close it. You can close it off. It. it looks nice and exactly. clean. And that's the thing. A nice drawer. Exactly. Nice Well, and the, yeah, the nice plan setup. is, you know, mine's going to be very simple because I've got a, a toolbox I keep my tying materials in. But the whole plan is going to be that here's your list of options. If you want drawers, I've got a plan to build those drawers in. We, it's going to be right. it's going to be custom. You tell right. me what you want, I'm going to make it happen. Right. Like an and and for the guys tying flies in Colorado, it's it's it would probably you know for for you and for them so you guys can connect. They don't have to walk into your shop and sketch something up. Exactly. They can say, "I want the thirty-six inch, forty-eight inch yep. wide drawer A, drawer B." Exactly. Or A1, A2, B1, B2, and the rack yep. on the top. In this color pattern, whatever, you can call them and get crazy. Exactly. Because that's something I do is, like, you have this boat. We're going to do this. Fine. Dude, I've got this part. I've got this finish. They want this color. I'm like, man, if they like that color, they'll love this color. Yeah. Let me. I'm going to call them, shoot them some pictures back and forth. You know, and we'll collaborate, and and we'll go from there. So yeah, that guy in Colorado is going to get pecky cypress with weird blue. Yeah, tinted, exactly. You know, like glitter, like crazy. However, that the setup of the thing is ordered at one fifteen a.m. Yeah, on a Thursday night because he's like, man, I've got to figure this out. Orders it. It could come to him just how how he ordered. But if you're like, you know what, man, I got something. This is this is going to be cool. You can connect with people and, and do it that way, too. So there's, you know, some real personalization. The personal exactly. touch. And it's, it's but if the, you take some of that, I need one that's 47 and a half inches wide. Like, that's cool, but then you're just one person, then the next person. Exactly. Next person. We're going to you know, have yeah. kind of, I don't want to say size limits, but we're going to have, you know, you, you see your yeah, standard Bass sizes. Pro, your basic yeah, yeah. lap one. We're going to have one of those. It's going to be nice. We're going to have yeah. a mid-range. And then the big one, you're going to tell me what you want. If you right. want a 68-inch long desk, I'll build you one. Well, If you want a 48, I'll do that. I understand yeah. that. There's, There's going to be stuff. a premium for that. There's some stuff online. If you look um, in the – and it's kind of big boat stuff. But if you look at uh, – oh, I'll, I'll send you a link – there's a company that'll build you uh, starboard mm-hmm. hatches, yeah, like do- you know hatches and doors for your, you know your Sea Ray cruiser or whatever. 
So you spec the thickness, you spec the color, and they will let you spec the dimensions of the box and build the box. But they have a really cool like configurator. You know, yeah. where you can actually spec exactly. okay, like my my boat has a one by two by you know, and I have eight inches deep. Boom, you can put it all in, prices it up, buy it with a credit card, see ya. Yeah. Exactly. And that's really cool. I mean, that would be cool t- to me. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly what we're shooting for. We want yeah. it to be accessible, but we want yeah. you know we want it to be a piece you're proud of. You, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You have someone walk in and they say, "Dude, that snook you've got inlaid in the middle of your desk—that is freaking awesome." Yeah. It, and you don't think of it as a as your clutter section where your your EP fiber goes and yeah, yeah. your hooks are. Yeah, yeah. It, it just—I want it to be personal. I want it to be cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought if if I want something like that, I'm sure somebody else does. Yeah. And I think stylistically, it's one of those things that doesn't, you know, there's, there are a few things that I'm like, man, how cool would this be? But it's just so not somebody else's boat. Totally. Like, there's no, like, industrial style, Yeah. you know, expensive fishing boat. So there's, but there is somebody's, you know, lofty apartment, you know, in Denver, with brick walls and mm-hmm. concrete floors that are finished and all that kind of stuff that you can do like a metal framed concrete top. Yeah, like exactly. Kitchen. You know what I mean? So stylistically, it's very, you it, know, like you can. It's kind gonna of be, be very, I've got a yeah. friend who does polished concrete work. Yeah, and so that's, that that's top, something he and I have you know, kind of talked yeah. about. Is is this a possibility if we yeah. wanted to do this? Yeah. Can you make this top? You got to make the form. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. So which, which that that stuff looks awesome, and, and you know it's one of the uh, furniture that that kind of industry, as for, you're because you're getting now into, you know, furniture and kind yeah. of like home goods almost. Yeah, you know, yeah, pretty much. Where you know you have this range of creativity there, yeah. where I feel like a fly tire who's kind of doing an art and their their rendition of things would also like their rendition of a desk. Yeah, exactly. Which is great. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, kudos. Um, I know I've I've kind of followed along and seen some of your stuff as it's coming out early. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any of the inlaid stuff where you where you filled the pecky wood with, uh, you know. I'm not sure what you're filling it with, but you know, it's I've seen that. Oh, yeah, now, pe- now pecky wood is different than pecker wood. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. Pecky wood, cool. Pecker wood, not cool. Okay, pecker, <laughs> pecker wood is probably that Appalachian language that you've say, been talking absolutely. about. It's like a racist. Pecky wood is like a Floridian language. That is. Yeah. You got pecky wood and then pecker wood, right. which happens right. more up in like southwestern Virginia, not Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Virginia. Virginia. Jenny. Yeah. Virginia. So. Virginia. Um, talking about um, taking your time and building something right and putting out something that is a little bit different because of the time and the hand-built nature of it. Um, I had the opportunity last week to meet up with Wilds Drake from Drake Boatworks in uh, 
get a little sneak peek at the outlaw. And uh, not only did I get to peek on it, I actually got to run that skiff. And that's. I'm going to go ahead and throw the disclaimer out there. I've already found my. Uh, Let me throw a disclaimer my, out there. My Larry's a picky prick. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I have I have my skiff that I you Not know I I man. absolutely love my little whip ray. It's a '98. It's 20 years old. It's it's my it's my girlfriend mm-hmm. and. What? I love her. Larry's afraid. And I'm not in the market. I'm not in the market for a new skiff. But if I were, I could tell you there's no damn doubt about it. This thing is badass. Um, Some of the things that I like about the Outlaw that are different from the skiff that I own, the uh, the way that Wilds went about putting the Tabs tucked in under mm-hmm. right. the skiff. <clears throat> so it was, it was like <clears throat> I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, okay, so my skiff on the the port side actually has kind of a broken wing. Okay, I've got my somebody walked on the back corner of my skiff when we were like pushed up against the shoreline, landing a redfish and like doing the photos for the gram and all that, and. They actually bent the uh, trim tab. Absolutely would not happen on the Outlaw because it's It's. recessed up underneath the skiff. And I personally, because I'm a prick and nobody wants to fish with me, Mm -hmm. fish by myself Mm -hmm. a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So I. (laughs) It's the judgment. So (laughs) it's the judgment. We're afraid of. So I pull my skiff backwards (laughs) quite often and. When you're super shallow and you're pulling a skiff backwards that has tabs on it, those tabs can sometimes get in the way. Mm-hmm. Again, he thought that out, brought them up underneath the skiff. Like there might be like two inches of them sticking out. It's like really cool. So um, the, it's just the actuator. Yeah, it's pretty an, much. Just enough room for the just actuator enough for to the be actuator up and down. Yeah, again, yeah. almost like pretty much against the the transom, and then the skiff is tucked up, or the the tab is tucked up underneath underneath the hull. Yeah, to where and, it's, it's smooth. It's just barely kind of in its own little pocket to where they'll they'll go flush with the bottom for sure all the way up, mm-hmm. and then they'll come down, you know, as needed. So he he launched the skiff. Uh, we met in Sanford, and I ran it on Lake Monroe. And I went out by myself first, and uh, I did the stuff that I know that I do when I'm on my skiff out by myself. I wanted to see how slow that skiff would run and stay on plane. Were you looking at nudie pictures on your phone on the internet? <laughs> I was. <laughs> That's what you do on your boat. You and I had enough <laughs> time to <laughs> slow nasty. down and take a good look. Right. And uh I wanted to see like how quick it would jump up on plane and the thing is up on plane and running in like one boat length. Um I ran it around did a lot of really hard turns in it and it behaved a lot like the whip ray that I have. If you enter the turn really fast, 
it's going to skid out. It's going to it's going to slide. But that's because of the nature of it. So I think it's only got, what, like two degrees of dead ride. So, you know, basically a flat bottom in the back. Uh, But if you let off on the throttle a little bit and slow down before you jam into a turn, it will hook up and turn really hard and turn right back around 180 degrees. So to me, it was like the test of if I'm going up a creek and I figure out that, you know, my dumb ass is lost and it's a dead end. I can slow it down, turn it right back around, and get out without coming off plane, and still make it out of there. Yeah. Um, there was a we were talking about that boat earlier this week, Larry, uh, and the boat something that you, it's it's a kind of an acute observation. Okay. Is that is that how you say that? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I know where you're going. Yeah. The rounding. It no it it will plane really really slow. Oh, absolutely. So you can stand up. It, that the the one that you're on is a tiller, uh, and, and most of them will be. I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah, they're kind of a, intended to be a tiller. I, absolutely. I believe, but you can stand up on the rear deck. You can tab the nose of the boat down. Be up on plane, so be real, sha- be running shallow, mm-hmm. but not be flying. Absolutely, so if you don't know if you're unfamiliar with yeah. the area. You're in new water. You can literally shove the or nose. are generally confused, like a lot of things I do. Sure, <laughs> that too. Included. Fishing, working, sleeping, eating. There's a general, you know what I mean? It's a theme. Right. Confusion. So, <laughs> you're right. And, and and those are kind of the metrics that I ran it through. And then I went back to the marina, picked wilds up. We ran. And it was it was a stormy afternoon. It was actually mm-hmm. raining. I was it was raining while I was doing it. Yeah, we had we had a good little bout. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had a, we've like had three a, weeks. We've straight. had a few days of rain around here, but uh, we ran across uh, to the other side of the lake, pulled up on a shoreline, and I pulled the skiff around with with wilds up front as if he was fishing. We weren't fishing, but he was up there as if he were fishing, and. That damn thing is so light and nimble. Like when I went to turn, like you know, I honestly would have to recalibrate how hard I push to turn a skiff. Like, I, like it was yeah. like too nimble, um, which which is not a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. actually a good thing. Um, so, I would give that skiff very high marks. Uh, I'm fortunate. I already have a boat that I'm very very happy with. Um, but if I were in the market for that size skiff, it'd be a no brainer. And now one of the other reasons, and, and, and this is completely 100% not to do with the performance of the skiff, though it meets what I consider to be important things for a skiff to be able to do. I just dig the whole vibe of, of, of Drake Boatworks because to me, the fact that they're not going to be mass produced, it's going to be like limited. Who, you know, if you want one, there's going to be a limited number of them each year. It kind of creates this nice quality about that skiff that I know if I ever 
you know, the bottom fell out of the economy and I needed to get out of the skiff, it's not going to lose value because other people are going to want what I have because they're either going to have to wait for it or they're not even going to have one available to them for so long out. So that's kind of it, it's got like the cool vibe to it. I've, that's the only, the only part, and I knew it would happen. It's 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 the yin to the yang, but I'm like, man, he's got it, because we were talking about. Uh, I mean, it must have been a couple months ago talking about the idea of it, talking about about what size it's going to be. Uh-huh. You know where he's going to kind of start to focus his attention. How how, all right. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And uh, just here and there, you know, he's kind of bouncing off stuff off me here or there. And I'm like, oh, that's it. That's it. I'm thinking, man, this is out of the park. And he'd come up with an idea and and back and forth a little bit on it. I'm like, man, this is this is it right here. This is going to be great. Already, the only the only drawback that I've seen to the whole, the whole program of this n- new boat is the fact that it's, like, quickly getting harder to get. Oh, no doubt like, about it. So I liken the entire vibe of the Drake line being 20 years ago, in 1998 when my skiff was built, Hell's Bay came onto the scene and revolutionized skiffs, right? And there were a lot of people that were like, Pfft, bullshit there's no big deal here this is a, and then people started paying attention going holy shit this yeah. is a this is a big deal and people started lining up people started writing checks and the next thing you know you could want one as bad as you fucking wanted one and you couldn't get it because they couldn't be produced fast enough and the interesting thing with Drake boat works is they're a small builder. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But the reason they're a small builder is they want to do it right. They want to do it a very specific way. And they only want to do so many. So, like, if you're not on the fucking list, you're down the road before you're ever going to get the opportunity mm-hmm. to be on the list. So yeah. it's like creating this fucking insane mm-hmm. demand right. that if you're not getting in on it now... right. You're looking at probably a year down the road because they're not going to grow the company to meet demand. They're right. going to just yeah. simply say, just hey, yeah. you know, if you want it, this is when you're, this is, this is your option. Right. Yeah. And, and that's kind of cool to me. And they're in a, they're in a, a very unique place geographically where um, absolutely they're not going to have a whole bunch of people drive out there and mess with them. No. No. There's not that many people out there. <laughs> so to have that specific skill set and be anywhere near where they are is, I don't know, maybe they'll they'll have a couple more guys come on later. Okay, maybe. So, so before the show, yeah. we, we were looking, Ted shared with us um, some crazy um, sailing video mm-hmm. from the America's Cup. And that's the thing that like kind of hooked me early on was the Drake is built doing a, a carbon epoxy build. Right. And post cured, post cured. Yeah. 
And when I first started talking to Wilds, he had told me that he has a friend that he's known forever that actually does the lamination schedules for mm -hmm. America's Cup sailing yachts. Right. And that, too, was helping him come up with what kind of, you know, materials, how much epoxy. Right. How do you make the strongest, lightest boat? And let's face it, those sailboats are insane. There's a couple of those videos oh. that were. And, and it's mind-bending. To yeah. know to know that that's the technology. Yeah. And the the resources that that's are going, going to your in, little old fishing your, boat. And your little yeah. old fishing yeah. boat. Because I'll be the first one to tell you, you know, at the end of the day, what we're doing is we are paying amortizing out if you have to make payments or, 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 or you're writing a check to buy a very small piece of real estate mm -hmm. that allows you to stand on dry land in the middle of an estuary mm -hmm. and cast at finicky fish. And it's amazing to me the level of thought and the technology that goes into making this little slice of fucking heaven. And on top of it all, he's got the wherewithal to say, you know, I need to make sure that what I'm doing is still affordable mm. to a young guy that may be just out of high school, just into college or just out of college, just starting his career and he can't afford a forty-five, fifty thousand dollars skiff. Well, that's just he needs it. something in the twenty thousand yeah. dollar range, and that's what he's building. He's making accessible to so many people that otherwise wouldn't be able to get yeah. a skiff of that quality. And that's what I fucking dig about the entire vibe. Is he's like, the, I want the people to be able to yeah. get this. Yeah, and that's w one of the kind of like. You know, third tier thoughts of this particular model in some of the setup and stuff. Because um, I was keeping it in, in fairly close touch with him because I was excited about the boat and, and, and how he was putting it together and how it was coming together. There are some things that he did to one, okay, to put it in perspective. There are quite a few materials that are going into, say, like a really high land, but like Hell's Bay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not to not to be a, too much of a shithead, but Hell's Bay at East Cape or whatever, it's about two bucks a pound. Mm -hmm. Drake's materials cost... That same cost for Hell's Bay, that's $2 a pound, is $45 a pound for Drake Boatworks. That's how, that's the difference between, you know, the carbon quads and the epoxies and the, like, you know, post-curing and all that kind of stuff is, you know, that's, that's the, like, there's no way to get around that. That's how much it costs from the actual process right mm -hmm. not you know no time put in no just molds, the materials no itself yeah, just the materials itself so to be able to do a boat that is a you know close to a th half a third of what the larger boat is you've got to save time as well mm -hmm. 
I mean, because it's still 45 bucks a pound, just right. like the bigger one is. So there are like a lot of the processes and a lot of thought that go into simplifying that boat while keeping the quality high, but getting just getting rid of stuff. Like, I don't need this like particular system whatsoever. This is how we're going to get around it. This is how much quicker. And a lot of some of my input was a little bit more like hand finished. You know what I mean? Like a little bit. Oh, you just do it like manually. Okay. Save time, you know, maybe save like a little bit of money here or there. However, where in, in, in Wilds and Jordan's setup there, they can do, uh, I don't if, if they were just doing that boat like full on, I don't, like, I think three, I think they're going to do two a month. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I think they could do maybe three or four if it was just those boats and they were just, you know, full out ripping. But I think the realistically with the Nomad, they're going to do two. That's mm-hmm. a lot. They're doing two to one of the Nomad. Yep. Right. So they, you know, they've come up with a really kind of a, a really well thought out process of, you know, simple is actually for, uh, in that instance, is insanely well thought out to just simplify everything, to take all that kind of hand finishing and hand, you know, work and whatever to kind of mechanize the situation just to do two in a month is, you well, know, a lot of thought, a lot of thought. And I, and it, and I think it came out fantastic. It, you know, there's one thing to, to look at a skiff and go, I like the lines of the skiff. It looks sexy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that it's, it, you know, and then to actually run it and right. come away from it and go, wow. Yeah. You know, so again, I'm not in the market for a new skiff. I'm a frugal old dude. I already have a, a skiff that's paid for. I'm happy with what I have. But it's pretty refreshing to know that there's a highly technical, highly advanced skiff that's on the market today that would allow a younger guy to go and buy that skiff himself, mm-hmm. not have to go to his dad and say, Hey, right. Get me, get me a skiff, yeah. you know, remortgage the house, right. you know, let's, let's sell all the boats and <laughs> let's go yeah. to the bank and, you know, exactly. Right. So that's pretty rad. And if you haven't seen the Drake outlaw, take a look at it. It's fucking super rad. And I had, I had, uh, if you get one, get a hold of me because I want you to push me around right. when we catch a fish right. off. You're gonna be that hard. Yeah. yeah. So, but let's I, take a break, man. I, let's I, do I'm, it. I am yeah. uh, dying over here. I've had a few too many moose head, and uh, need to. Uh, was, yeah. Well, we ate some. moose. We did eat and moose. then drank moose head and drank beer. Moose head. There's a little bit of the theme going on here. Yeah. Cornucopia. <laughs> oh, Canada. Such a turn on And the 
brightest color of red is it's dog pecker red dog pecker everybody knows that right so uh my only question is uh have you seen the new dog pecker red series limited edition do you even double haul bro oh yeah well and i don't live under a rock for hippies This gift killed hippies is my is it kills hippies is my you know uh, my favorites. There's been quite a few people that have stepped up and uh, ordered some stickers, and there's a whole lot of stickers going out. Which is great because we're rich now. Yeah, of course yeah. we're retiring. This fucking podcast <laughs> is on over. Boats and shit. I mean, but, I don't uh, even know what Larry does, but I mean, he's retired too now. Yeah. <laughs> I've been retired for years. You know, uh, I actually have a good friend um, <laughs> that lives up We're in... just pro staff. In, That's in, our in, general. In like, Bainbridge, <laughs> Bainbridge, Georgia, that uh, once said that... Uh, I hope it's Sam. He blows shit up for a living. No, no, He'll no. Never retire. No. I wouldn't. No. This, is, this is Mills. And Mills once said that... Because uh, people ask me, like, what do you do? Well, I'm a consultant. And... Mills said it's being a consultant how did he say it let's see he said uh, it's very difficult to tell the difference between a consultant and an unemployed person (laughs) 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 something along those lines I was like god damn it Mills (laughs) so uh, anyway we we have done uh, those uh, special edition stickers, and if you were scratching your head and saying, well, what makes them so special edition? Well, it's because that dog pecker red color sticker is never going to be produced again. If you have that sticker, 10 years from now, you can you can put your arm around your child's shoulder and say, your dad Has was able to get this sticker so long ago. Nobody else has ever had it. You you might see some in other colors, son, but this This. is the original. This is the limited edition. I mean, Ted, who's graciously brought us uh, Canadian bacon, as well as moose meat. He he literally has ham. ham. and, And plenty of other accoutrements. Um, ketchup chips, ketchup chips, <laughs> brought brought the uh, the black stickers uh, to get this party started. But Ted, the black originals, not, not the, the black originals, the black originals are like like uh, what is a Babe Ruth rookies? Yes, but but hopefully, if you have a black original, you've not placed it in an 
exterior outside, application. Yeah, Correct. outside location. Because turns out those right. those stickers, the longevity in the outdoor environment are, aren't great. But if you have a black one you haven't stuck somewhere, just file that fucker right. away because OG. it is yeah, oh, it is OG super black. OG. Right. But uh, the red ones, that's you know the sticker du jour mm-hmm. and uh, there's only a few more left so if you happen to be listening to this podcast and you're like what the hell are they talking about you need to go to the instagram taylor trash fly fishing and check it out order them because if you don't order soon you're probably not going to have a chance to get one because they'll be gone and uh, we actually are I going to phase, have i wonder if we're going to phase out to the like the next color might be like turtle pecker Green. Oh, turtle, <laughs> turtle pecker. Turtle pecker green. Because turtles are green. So we can do that. Are green. We can do that. Yeah. We can definitely yeah. do that. Um, I do know, actually, that you brought that up. The uh, next sticker for the podcast is actually going to be green. It's not going to be one of the stickers that's currently mm-hmm. out there that's available. It's a completely new design uh, that Justin... Our, our good friend that Suter. came up with Mr. the Suter. Mr. Suter yeah. that came up with the uh, awesome trailer yeah. studio the trailer popper yeah popper um, we haven't like previewed it at all it, it's gonna come out and it's pretty pretty fucking awesome I've been meaning to get a hold it, of him super hard yeah and 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 we're actually uh, since we're talking about stickers. Um, it's a small world, man. It's so cliche, but you you have to talk about small world, right? So when we did the when we did the studio popper stickers, I brought Carl a big stack of them, and Carl Carl hasn't given out many. He's like he <laughs> no, no. he hoards I'm stuff. Him back. He hoards stuff. But uh, nah. when, I, when I gave them yeah. to him, he looked at me. He goes, "Man, these are like super high quality stickers. Where did you get these?" And I told him, and he was like, oh, you got them from Scott. And I was like, what? Are you shitting me? Like, wait a second. And he said, oh, yeah, I've known this guy for years. We used to run around Pinellas Park together. This is like. Pinellas Park, that's a shitty park. We used to run in Pinellas County. Uh, Okay. So so I had never actually met Scott, the owner of the company that prints our stickers, until about four days ago, five days ago, and uh, Scott's a lot nicer so, so, dude than he looks. Oh, Scott's Scott's got a big old beard, big on huge him. beard, like, covered in tattoos, full sleeves. He he looks like uh, he just walked out of the uh, Outlaws hmm. motorcycle gang yeah. clubhouse and walked into the business. Like, right. And you're like, oh, hello, Mister Scott. Right. Um, and I said, hey, man, um, buddy of mine that I do this crazy podcast with, his name's Carl Granger, says he knows you. And he literally like took <laughs> Look, a Dave, step back, yeah. and he goes, no shit. You know Carl? <laughs> and I was Carl. like, yeah. And he said, get the fuck out. <laughs> and he says, Your money ain't no good here. Get the fuck out of here. And, and he's like, so, so where's Carl these days? And I tell him where Carl lives, and... He's like, what's Carl been up to? And I was like, I don't know. You know, he's fixing boats, making people's dreams happen with skiffs. And uh, he's like, 
is he doing Carl Fest this year? And I was like, what are you talking about, Carl Fest? And it was crickets. <laughs> and he said, oh, my God, you don't know what Carl Fest is? Carl, tell us about Carl Fest, because well, I'm still not quite sure I understand it. I feel like this section's got to be... So, hold on, hold on, before you, before you get into it. So, <laughs> this shit's going to get out of hand. So, right, right, after, right after the Carl Fest reveal on the part of Scott... I, I called Carl and I was like, dude, this guy Scott <laughs> told me some crazy like shit about this crazy birthday celebration in the fall that you came up with Carl Fest and he was telling me some crazy stories like what's up? Why have I never heard about this? Like radio silence. And then all of a sudden I get a text. And it's this picture of a flyer <laughs> for Carl <Yes>. Fest. <laughs> Carl Fest 7. That was the seventh one. Yeah. So yeah. so I actually shared it on the podcast Instagram story. And a few people are like, hey, what are the dates for that? And I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. This is a historical yeah. reference. This is, like, for that like this is like forever ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so... so Carl Fest, as I understand it, according to Scott, was Carl's birthday. Carl is very resourceful. Carl came up with this idea and was able to actually get a bar that was going to host this. And he created a scavenger hunt. And apparently some of the things that you had to achieve during this scavenger hunt <laughs> The difference between they've never done them in Canada before. The, the difference between <laughs> some of them were over a year in jail or under a year in jail. That's the right. difference between a misdemeanor and a felony. <laughs> and uh, so, and, and Scott was you can like, "Get a job again? You never have a job." Again. Scott said, uh, "He goes, yeah, man. You know, I, I don't remember which year it was, but I was working at the tattoo joint, and uh, it was Carl Fest weekend, and." It was going down. He goes, it was back in like the early 90s. Um, no. And and streaking was like a thing. And uh, <laughs> I was sitting there like working on a tattoo and like the fucking door comes ripping open. And this naked dude goes running <laughs> right through the tattoo parlor all the way to the back. And uh, the cop was like right behind him. <laughs> And uh, he ends up making it out the back door and, like, dove into a dumpster behind the, uh, what did he say? He said it was, like, the pho place, the, the Vietnamese place. He's like, it's, it's, it, the place is called, like, pho Q or some shit. <laughs> okay, so. There's, like, a Vietnamese place in there that's, like, a play on uh-huh, Vietnamese right. language and whatever. No, it's called, uh, it's B-T-C-H-N-G-A. Bitch nigga. Bitch. <laughs> it's in Pinellas Park. It's called Bitch nigga. It's, it's like a few a few doors nigga. down from where yeah. Scott and uh, a few dudes had a tattoo parlor. <laughs> oh, God. And the seventh, I mean, it's a longer, a lot longer story. <laughs> it's a fantastic story. <laughs> but in that instance, uh, one of the uh, challenges was to get. Carl's Fest 7 tattooed on you. Oh, really? And then streaking Damn. was another one. So a guy, I hate to say his name, but his name is so fantastic. <laughs> I won't do his last name. Okay. 
It really completes the first name, but his first name is Cletus. <laughs> a, a real life Cletus. Well, we called him Cleet. Cleet? Yeah, Cleet. So Cleet Cleet comes flying out of the back door of this tattoo parlor with Carl's Fest 7 tattooed on the top of his foot. <laughs> Butt foot naked. <laughs> Butt naked. I've got a guy in New York City, my buddy Ben. I'm going to say his full name, Ben Sharp. <laughs> Your Carl's Fest 7 tattooed across his chest. <laughs> oh my god. Seven, seven people got the death <laughs> So what, what on earth could have been the prize for winning Carl Fest? It's about 350 bucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the trophy. What was the trophy? Picture me. <laughs> <laughs> Signed, I'm hoping. No, it was it was it was framed kind of like in like a tin box, full of the everybody else's money. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like entry fee. We just uh-huh. put in like this tin box that had kind of like a it was like a you know frame or whatever on the front. So I just put a picture of me in the front, and there's this weird tin box full of cash with my picture on the front of it. And so that, what what does it cost? What does it cost a man to be involved in uh, Coral Fest? I think it was fifty bucks a team. Ooh, yeah, it, 50, was team 50 team, 50 team, yeah. it was a team effort. It was a team effort. team, yeah. And uh, the seventh one. Hold was, on. Yeah. The seventh one. It was I'm seven, sure. seven years in making. Yeah, the seventh yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure the seventh one was a hell of a party. Think about it. But tell me, okay. The first one? You want to so hear about the first one? So the first one. <laughs> so first how did one. the first one happen? I got to take a break. Mark, take over. <laughs> I'm going to get a beer. I'm going to get a beer. Oh, Carl's getting a beer. He's going to come back and he's going to tell us about the original. I can start over here in the fridge. Carl Fest. (laughs) I, for one, was not there at the first one. So, we're going to find out. Carl. I'm not going to start talking about people's relationship changes around here and so so trailers and texts how long ago what was the original what was the original time frame of carl fest what was the inaugural og the og so when you turn 21 it's like a whole thing and everybody oh man everybody's turned 21 everybody goes out to the bars and oh it's everybody's birthday it's great 22 first birthday that's nothing Oh. It's first birthday. That's Nobody cares. Yeah, Yeah. nobody gives a shit. So, I'm, uh, you know, I'm turning 22. I'm like, fuck this noise, man. We're going to go to a shithole. And we're just going to, like, drink and just, you know, whatever. A cup, maybe two, three, four people, whatever. Fuck this. I'm not going to try to make big plans. It's going to be like, you know, those new those New Year's. Try to go out. It's New Year's. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, my God, it's New Year's. We tried to, like, amp it up past what it was going to be. Right. So I'm like, I'm not amping shit. We're going to the Inn. It's called the Inn. It's in Dunedin, Florida. Okay. It there it still is an inn, is burnt down since. Okay. The, or, you know, was 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 the burning down involved with Carl's face? Shit, to do with it. <laughs> I mean, live there, nothing. 
So uh, we go over there. It's a shithole. And this is when I turn 22. You have to do the math. When do you turn 22, Mark? He's doing it. <laughs> Mark's doing the math right now. Hey, Ted, you were yeah. supposed to be ready with the Jeopardy music. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark's doing the math. He takes six more sips of beer and he's going to do that shit. three? <laughs> you were not three when you turned 22. You were... No, he said 2000. I could have sworn oh. he said I was three. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah, so I was, it was like, oh, four. Okay. It was 04. Because you just happened to know that you're one year older than Mark? Yeah. Okay. And you didn't validate that math one bit, right? Well, you were you born, Mark? 81. 80. Oh, I was born in 81. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. Me and Mark are the same. <laughs> no. My brother's named Mark. Your brother's named Mark. Hello. Yeah. Um, the... So we go down there, nothing. We're, we're just going down there. We're just going to fuck off. No big deal. So we go down there, and for whatever reason, in the Tri-County area, being Pinellas County, the densest populated county in Florida, Hillsborough, the second most densest populated county in Florida, and Pasco, the trashiest county in Florida, <laughs> there was nothing else going on. What so fucking ever. So, age of cell phones alive, age of Facebook and Instagram, not alive yet. So, people are like, what are you doing? I don't know, sitting down here with this dude, Carl, getting drunk at this shithole. Okay, nothing else is going on. There's no concert. There's no party. There's no opening of anything. There's no, you know, anything cool. So Except for Carl. Yeah, so, all right, fuck it, we'll come. So, you know, the first maybe dozen people were people that I knew well from in town. And then their buddies from kind of a little bit farther and then farther and farther. And it was, like, I want to believe that the first Carl's Fest was the last real organic party. Okay. Because it was not a huge place. but It just happened. Yeah, it just happened. It was like like no hype, no online, no like fucking around, and it was wall to wall. We broke every glass in the bar. <laughs> we fucking like like there was no beer or liquor, like in you the just bar anymore. Down. Right. And then, you're like, I'll take a bourbon and coke. They're like, fuck it, we're out of bourbon. Right. Like, I'll take a fucking whatever. Just give me something. I'm out of that too. Right. Just give me whatever just, you got. And the chick's freaking out. Glasses. So there's just fucking... There's beer and liquor and broken glass and shit. And just water. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But there's like a lot of water. And fucking... Like, and, Did you just serve me water, motherfucker? Yeah, and there's like fucking peanut... Like, they had that huge, like, like 50-gallon barrel of peanuts. Like, like, like you know, Shelf in peanuts. the husk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could just eat them in there. But they were like... There was those peanuts and the husks and shit and water and booze and beer and broken glass all over the whole floor. This whole bar. It was a f- and fucking so you, you had your birthday party at the bar house. in Texas Roadhouse? No, no. No. <laughs> this is not. 
This is the Texas Roadhouse is a goddamn five star. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a goddamn. Chantelizay, you know what I'm talking about. Chantelizay <laughs> in, in Paris. Yeah, yeah, that's where you're from, right? <laughs> New France. The same. So <laughs> we got ripped. Chick, we're just getting awesome. We were getting awesome, and we just got super awesome. Then we went back to my house, and we just fucking swam in my pool and just got awesome. So. Because we broke all the glasses in the whole bar and fucking ripped the shit out of it, the next year, it was like, yo, across this party, it goes down at this party. We got to break every glass, and we put fucking peanuts everywhere, shit everywhere, everywhere. people went fucking nuts. Year two, like 2005 or whatever that was. 23. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I decided it might be smarter to wear Cedar Key Reeboks. Cedar Key Reeboks. White rubber boots. boots. Oh. That, like our oh. friend, like, pouring concrete yeah. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of the glass and the penis <laughs> and the water and the piss and shit everywhere. I was like, fuck this. I'm... So I just went in. Oakville Nikes. Yeah, Oakville Nikes. Yeah. Cedar Key Key Jordans. So I went in like, you know, knee high, rubber boots, shorts, and some shit that I've been working on, some piece of shit boat, which turned out to be like a long sleeve white t-shirt that was all ripped apart. Like, you know, like holes and shit and paint all over it. And then that became a theme. <laughs> because that year, I mean, shit. There were no glasses to like. We're just, they were just gone off the rip. So you went back to the same place. Fuck yeah, the end. Place is the end. <laughs> to the end. Legendary. <laughs> the end. The on, it's on Dunedin Causeway, going out to Caladesi Island out there. Uh huh. The end, right there. Is it still there? No, it burned. The rebuilt version. The, it's rebuilt yeah. version. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, three, four, five, and six. Bigger, 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 bigger to where six. Now, how were you promoting this? Like, by six, it was just, it was like. Was it all, word of mouth? Yeah, yeah. The, originally, like, like, you know, it just happened, like, real organically. Second year was kind of word of mouth. Like, you remember that shit I was telling you about last year? We're going to do it again. And that was, I mean, it was like capacity beyond capacity. All right. And then I think like three or four, somewhere around there, there were like a dozen people sleeping in the parking lot after. <laughs> like till the morning. Right. No, you know, like the, like the police were just like, fuck this. Right. Fuck this. Like, that's it. I think the last year we did there, like five. Crossroads five, I think. I did like a two thousand dollar bar tab, just to, just like to open it up. So if you the earlier you get to Carl's Fest, the more you drink, free dr- just free drinks ready to go. <laughs> Holy shit! But you think there's one bartender trying to keep track of some like two thousand dollars worth of like way more people than have been there in the last year? 
<laughs> That's her whole income. It's like swarmed. Then it's like, fuck it. And people, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding you. There's my so, buddy. So at some point, the bartender just says, fuck it. Fuck just starts shit. pouring shit. Just here. Whatever. Here. Yeah. Here. here. And then we haven't made $2,000 in a single night in a fucking long ever. time. We're just yeah. opening it up. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want? And what then, do you want? I mean, so we were big on nicknames back then. Okay. What was your nickname? My, mine? Uh-huh. There's a number of them. But Ranch Water. <laughs> ranch Water. Ranch Water. My buddy Rick. Ranch Water Rick. Okay. Comes from late night at Denny's. Uh-huh. Rick really needed a drink of water. <laughs> Rick had a lot to drink, you know, liquor and beer. You just kind of little ranch dressing in his water. He doesn't even look at it. He just rip, rips it down, and we have a good laugh about it. And then he just does it from then on in because he, we were like, ha-ha, you just drank ranch in your white, nasty, white glass of water. You just drank that shit down. Ranch water, Rick, and he's like, fuck it. And from then on in, he put the ranch in his own water. <laughs> Shooter Ranch. He wasn't about to be the fucking fool. Ranch Water Rick. That's the way I like it, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. I still do that. I still fucks with a ranch in my water. Ranch Water Rick. (laughs) (laughs) He fishes. He fishes his ass off. Rick, he flies fishes his ass off. He's got an 18 Master Angler. All right. Lives in Dunedin. So, Ranch Water Rick, you just go up to the bar and all of a sudden it's... Here's fucking here's here's ranch water just and you're like, all right, hey, let me get a uh, Jack and Coke and a, a beer or something. And you'd be like, Rick? <laughs> Rick? Did you just start working here five minutes ago? Because I could have sworn like a minute ago, you gave me a ride here for my birthday party. You were drunk when you gave me a ride here. And he's just behind the bar just serving it up. So people just <laughs> went in there. Wow. There's only one bartender, so people just went back in there. Just giving you a hand. And just, yeah, let me hold on, girl. Let me hook you up. Let me help you out. And just, yeah. So then we just drank everything and just wrecked the place and whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The idea was, the idea, but like... Number six was to fucking tear it down. <laughs> like, fucking, like, floor. Because one, one through five was, like, yeah. like just, just five was ramping up. It was the build-up. Yeah. We were ramping up to it. Why did they keep letting you come back? I know. I don't know. I because called the, one time. Because of the $2,000 bar tab. Yes. Yeah. And I fucking called one time. And I'm like, I'm coming. And they're like, fuck you. We're calling the fucking cops. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. I'm, com- I'm fucking coming, dude. I don't give a like I'm, this is the last. I mean, Carl, this one was the last organic party. This is like potentially like pre every everybody having like a social media <laughs> boom 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 iPhone shit about just like like and everybody like uninterested. This was like the last world's last organic party that went off. So we're like it's like six. It was like we've been at this for a minute. We're gonna fucking. Do this. We're gonna. This place is done. It was in a small strip center, so it was the bar, their own liquor store, and then a uh, like a little breakfast restaurant. So if you made it that far, you can go to the breakfast restaurant. But this is at the end. The end. Still at the end. Yeah. Beautiful place. The end. <laughs> but the uh, original. 
OG, not right, not this late model shit. This okay. bullshit. So number six, we went hard though. This one chick, <laughs> he's went hard as fuck. But then this this one broad was like having so much fun. Ah, I was like. My buddy's like a little girlfriend or whatever, and oh, having this great time. And he lived in St. Pete, and we were gonna break out and go back to, cause my like family's like home was across a golf course from the inn, so we could we could just walk. We never did. We drove, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we went back over, and like my mom, my dear mother, is sleeping inside, and we were in the pool like pool party and like some like like some of that shit you see on like okay okay all right i want you to, yeah i want you to pause and i want you to close your eyes and i okay. want you to remember hold on okay you're there you're doing the pool party you're there yep how many people brought their bathing suits no <laughs> i know nobody's wearing a bathing None. suit but <laughs> you went to a party music, at a bar with a music you your... music music what oh, oh damn, come shit. on because because oh, i'll be honest with you like I, can I would say right now, moments if I had to judge in my it, life, yeah. and it's all about what the music was that was playing. So, I feel like for sure, because we used to break the fuck out of shit, and <laughs> my buddy, okay, so my buddy Stevie, his last name is Morgan. We used to call him. We used to call him Big M Little Organ. Right, Stevie. That's my man. No, that's my man. No, forever. But he. <laughs> right, big M little organ. Yeah, and then it was Casey, Stevie, Morgan. They were badass. They played music and shit. But Stevie, one time, I, I feel like it was like maybe the second or third one. He's like, I can't believe it's not going off like harder. Watch this, and just calls the cops on himself. <laughs> he gets the cops in there and is like, bitch, what? Like, fuck you. Like, what? Is there a problem? And for some reason, it was, like, really, like, around, like, what Stevie was doing. And Stevie's like, I'm not doing shit. Get the fuck up out of here. Like, fuck. Like, I am of legal age in a legal-ass bar supposedly paying for drinks. If there's a bar tab, I might or might not pay it. But fuck you. You don't know that. Get the fuck out. And it was like, I feel like Stevie started the fact that the local... PD wasn't about going to Carl's Fest and fucking with it. They were not like, going to because, see it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, because Stevie had called and it was like this whole thing, and then he was like, "What the fuck? I'm 21 or 22 or whatever. I'm in the bar. I ha- I'm not driving. I'm not. You know, I'm not like I ain't even supposed to be in this fucking country." <laughs> no, Ted, what were you doing there? <laughs> oh man, Ted. But I feel like that like broke the like police presence thing, and I don't even remember people getting like any kind of DUI mess or anything <laughs> leaving there because it was like, oh, it's gonna go off and get nuts. But it is what it is. It's just a mega busy night at a bar with. A few inches of water, peanuts, <laughs> broken glass, and piss all over the place. Everywhere. All over the place. And titties. Oh, yeah? What? Yeah. That was kind of the thing. Because I didn't drink back then. I didn't drink. What? Yeah, I didn't drink at all. So all this shit is going crazy going down. No, but were... I drank only on my birthday. Oh. From like 20. That's a problem. 
that's why things went really crazy. Went nuts. Yeah. yeah. So then I don't have the like uh, you know capacity. Right. Well, yeah. I don't yeah. Have the physical capacity to deal with it. <laughs> but I dealt with it anyways. I, the only way I knew how. Breaking drinks. Drinking. <laughs> drinking more and breaking shit. <laughs> but it's what it is. And back then, bars in Dunedin were open until 2, so we got a pretty good rip out of it. Pretty decent. Pretty decent. Yeah, pretty, yeah, I'd say, I was, I say it's pretty decent. So we went about six <laughs> years. Went about six strong and ripped the place down. Just fucking beat the shit out of it. And then they called me. What? Uh, like a month before my birthday. They're like, oh. like, they, they, like they, the beginning of They're like, yo, we know it's like fall. I know this shit's going to come up. Because it's fucking six years late. It's seven years later. It would have been the seventh one. Right. They're like, fuck off. <laughs> like, listen, don't fuck. We fucking with it. We're they not going to fucking call, do anymore. So fucking, we're not going to call like the fucking. They like, called you to disinvite you yeah. from your own fucking party. I called one time, like year two or maybe year three, like, hey. hey and it up. was to call to get more liquor and more bartenders. Right. And and they, they didn't either, so we did. We had burned it down. Yeah. <laughs> so we fucking and uh, most people didn't. Have, the, the best part was like by like year three, nobody knew who I was. Like the vast majority of people was like, you know, my people from I went to like they like, heard, yeah, middle they school knew, and high school. They knew school what was going on, tent. but they didn't yeah. know it was you that was yeah, going on. The majority of people, like ninety percent of the fucking people. Which was kind of nuts because I went from elementary school, middle, high school in that town, like a couple miles up the street from right. this fucking place. 90% of the people were from all over the place. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck Carl is. And I'm like, right on, fuck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How them titties look. <laughs> and so, and by, <laughs> so I lived in St. Pete. By then, but I, I moved out to St. Pete. I was rebuilding the old Bertrams and shit, right. doing all that, working at the bow yards. And uh, they had disinvited me. I was like, "Oh, this is great. We're going back." <laughs> you know what I mean? A little oh, homecoming. Oh, it's homecoming. Oh, oh, so you motherfuckers threw the gauntlet down. Yeah, I'll yeah. see you. Yeah, and like I, you know, I was, you know, living in St. Pete. Had this cool apartment and shit, and you know, it was going off. So I'm like, great, this is going to be fantastic. It was year seven. They called me at like, uh, like October 1st. And my birthday is right at the end of October. So I'm like, you motherfuckers, man. October what? Oh, 22nd. But the cool thing is, Ooh. you know what happens around the end of October? Halloween. Yeah. Which is, means there are costume parties. Uh-huh. So they were all themed up. Everything, everybody started dressing the fuck up. Rubber boots were yeah. the jam. <laughs> there was a, a one of the on, in Carl's Fest Seven. There was a one of the <laughs> there was one of the challenges was drinking beer out of the boots out of the boot that Ooh. I bought for Carl's Fest Two. <laughs> the same ones that I wore every year and a lot in between, like working on boats and shit. It was all full of like fucking fucked up like bottom paint with lead and copper in them. There was. Dudes like these, like kind of like douchebag St. P. Like, oh, we heard about this cool party, bro. And like, I'm like, here's some beer, fucking rip it down, bro. Fucking blue, 
bottom, you know, from bottom paint. Uh-huh. Beer fucking blue in color. They're just fucking ripping it down. Oh, my Out God. Out of the boot, dude. Mm. Super sick. I'm like, here's your points, dude. See you later. <laughs> um, <laughs> see you in the hospital. Uh, <laughs> hope, you, <laughs> hope you didn't plan on having any fuck kids or nothing because you, you just fucked up. <laughs> but the fucking. <laughs> so we broke out and I got that call. I don't know how they found me. Oh, I don't no. know how they found me. They, they were like, nope, not going to happen here at the end. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, I'm in St. Pete now. Let's do this in St. Pete. I'm gonna do. That. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move it. So I started that day writing the rule book for the scavenger hunt. Carl Fest Seven was gonna be big. So I'm like, all right, this is gonna go down. It was number seven, so I figured seven deadly sins. Okay. So the <laughs> right. So there, every seven deadly sin, there was a, there was a point. Amount based on the seven that like like each one of those sins, and you know there was probably like ten challenges per sin. Oh, yeah. So, so like, you could like really yeah, like yeah. So double glut, up, triple like, up. Gluttony was fucking awesome. It was like all the like crazy food challenges, like massive burritos and stupid shit, and like eat like hundred fucking wings and like whatever, and like all the drinking stuff. There was a Greed. So, we're talking about Carl Fest 7. 7. And if it only lasted 24 hours, because I only yeah. put it on a story, and it did get some traction. People yeah. were, like, messaging yeah. and going, dude, if this is going down, what are the dates? It was, like, cut off. I don't see yeah. it. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. It's a historical reference. That was a flyer that had like sponsorships. Yeah, like there was some serious yeah. pro bro going so on. I had, I had Paps Blue Ribbon. Uh huh. So a buddy, old buddy of mine, Seamus. Nah, this dude, I fucked his girlfriend or what? It's a long time. It's after. This is different. I'll tell you about the second time. But he worked for Paps Blue Ribbon. Uh huh. He now and his wife the same. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. He works for a different beer company. Fuck you, dude. So <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Uh, so she's hot though. Uh, she's fine though. She, she was fine shit though. She sucked. Um, it's fuck you, bro. Um, <laughs> so he worked for Paps Ribbon. So he just put it on. Like, he had a certain amount of beer to do, like, what yeah, promotional shit or whatever. He didn't do anything, like, promotional shit for, like, well, it's a lot. Like, we went to a storage unit and just fucking got, like, pickup truck. Like, and full of beer. Oh, it's fucked up. So, we are supposed to do it. And the idea was this place. It was amazing. And I can't believe it hasn't, like, popped off really hard. It's right by Tropicana Field. And there's this little bar, and it's fucking beautiful. It's old, little, in the corner. Of the, I, I believe it's like a maybe a apartment building or something now, but it's like right in the on the corner of these streets and everything. I'm like, this is it, because if you get 50 people, 
It's going to be packed. This little place. It's, it's like a little L-shaped kind of place. It's going to be packed. It's going to spill out into the street. Well, lo and behold, they fucking were like, boots are pardon, you know, that night. Like, as all this shit's going on. They have, like, Janice Landing in the back of it, but it's the South St. Pete version of Janice Landing. So it's this outside courtyard where there's, like, three sides of it are, like, buildings. Like, big buildings. Big, like, office buildings. And there's just this fucking courtyard in there and a bar out there. So we completely stocked the bar with our own beer. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have this fucking out, huge outside courtyard to do, like, the fucking weigh-in. You know, we had the weigh-in <laughs> like, ceremonies. Where people came in to, to get their points right. counted. Which, by the seventh one, se- them cell phones got hot. Okay, so we got, you know, like, the iPhones and shit. I, I want to say it was like... How long ago was this? I don't know. Two years? Three years ago? No. Oh, was it like further? A minute? Yeah. Then like 2009 or 8 Some or something. Some shit, yeah. Someone do the math. So still <laughs> ten, year, 10 years ago? So I was like 29. Now I'm 36. So seven years seven ago. Seven years ago. Yeah. Okay. So. So 2011. Right. 2011. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I'm 36. 37. I'm almost 2011. 37. I'll be 37 yeah. this year. Yeah, so 2011. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2011. So, uh, but yeah, so we had music, live music bands and shit, like, in there. The whole, like, tallying up the points. Because I had, we had three. Me and two other Now, girls. where w- where was Scott's um, oh, Scott, tattoo shop? Yeah, Scott's was out in like the cut, like out in like Pinellas Park. But people went out there. The first place where you t- like the like the, the captain's meeting, <laughs> captain's meeting, was at this weird kind of almost like vegan kind of outdoor vegan real small little restaurant, but they had this big outdoor shit, and I could. Like, show people the rules. I'm telling you, this shit was, like, 15 or 20 pages printed, like, 8 and a half by 11 Yeah, yeah like a binder, rules. right? And shit's was badass. I bet I could find it. <laughs> I'm looking at the phone. I don't think anybody's going to answer my phone call. Because everybody that's there is also, like, 36 or 37 or, you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. They probably got lives, but the <laughs> <laughs> they're not podcasts. Sucked, sucked for them, you know what I mean? Stupid. But the uh, so I, it was me and two other people, two other broads, sweet broads. What up, Lou? <laughs> what up? Hey, what up, Cran? What up, Lou? Um, that we're tallying, we're tallying the points all fucking day. I sent up. Uh, if you look at that. Uh, that flyer, I set up like a, a Yahoo account or something. It was Carl's Fest Seven at Yahoo.com. Uh-huh. So I don't know what that, I don't know what the password is anymore. So I would love people but to email me like sitting there. balls, pictures of their balls and shit or, or some shit on there. But I don't know how to check it. Boobs. Yeah, boobs. There's probably some old boob pics on there. Kicking kick ass. We could probably ruin careers. <laughs> Not mine, because it wouldn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter in my game. Didn't then, doesn't now. But the... Uh, <laughs> um, 
And just as like a public message, that means I receive pictures of people's boobs on the internet. So if you don't want to bring me your bow to get fixed. It's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it seems kind of like full of myself and shit or whatever, but I, th- no, it, it is what it sounds like. <laughs> you don't want to buy my shit, it's okay. But the, um, the, the pictures were that good. But the, <laughs> the pictures were totally worth it. Um, I mean, how many boobs of like your social circle? From like high school and college and shit, did you see? Because I saw like seven times as many, <laughs> statistically. Don't brag or anything. Mm. Yeah, a little humble brag there. No, it was seven wasn't. times as many it was as you've seen. Seven to eight times as many. It was eight times because then it just seems like I'm a piece of shit. Like well, it was like seven Carl's, Carl's fests. It was. I didn't do it. I didn't do so, scavenger hunts. So time, why did eight not happen? Right, eight did happen. It was kind of like, <laughs> well, fuck. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So seven was hot. Cleet, he got nabbed coming out of the tattoo <laughs> parlor. So Scott, from that you picked the stickers up uh, from. Yeah, he happened to get stickers from. <laughs> like, in like a whole different town than any of these parties happened. <laughs> Then he worked. Then any of this happened. Right. Scott tattooed Carl's Fest 7 on top of this guy's foot. He blasted out of there butt naked. And he got nabbed by the cops. And they got the rule book. And the rule book was saying, go do bad things. Such as? All kind of shit. <laughs> All not, kind that's of not an answer. <laughs> Just give us one example. All right. I got to look up what the seven deadly sins are real quick. Because I, I have like Gluttony. Some, just, which was eating and drinking. Vanity. Vanity was the most like, sh- like really showy fucked up shit. Show your boobs. Like really showy, like crazy shit. Hold on. Um, I'm on my like burner phone. It's uh, <laughs> you got to have one of those after seven Carl fests. Yeah, after yeah. Well, it's eight. Eight, but, yeah. eight, but who's counting? Yeah. Thanks for paying attention, babe. Yeah. Uh, after yeah, after after eight, you gotta have you gotta have a burner. Uh, I'm not quite sure who brought the Bud Light with Clamato. Yeah, but, uh, no, that was Mark. Very yep. very nice to done. Mark always pulls out of like Titusville and is like, you know what? No. I'm gonna pull through the sketchiest spot no, ever. That was and just straight, straight out like, of the chill. Was it? Oh, yeah. Did you Dollar stop? General. Really? Yeah. Oh, when you went for like grab stuff. Yeah, for for yeah. buns, buns. B- because Carl didn't get buns. I forgot buns. What did we need buns for? Oh, moose. 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 We had some fucking. <laughs> yeah. Quality dinner tonight, Damn. man. Did we even talk about that? No. So, like, before no. this podcast, we just we just fucking ate the fuck out of moose. Yeah, we just had moose. Like, everybody, we had, yeah, we everybody had, in the world, this is what we do. We hang out here and eat moose. Moose roast with uh, a little bit of pepper, a little bit yeah. of salt, a little we bit of... Smoke uh, some moose over the smoker for, know, like, 19 hickory, hours before we got wood. here. Little hickory. It was not on awesome. a trigger. What the fucking shit? The internet is terrible for this shit. <coughs> Virtues and oh. it's not bait, dude. Huh? Do you have your Wi-Fi on? Yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> I just don't know. All right, so well, you don't have to, you don't have to look. It's that. sloth like, and shit. Yeah, so 
So what happened? Why did why the Carl's Fest fade away? Age. These bitches, these bitches didn't know how to party like I know how to party. They wouldn't loose the hounds anymore, huh? Well, there's like... Because, I mean, there's a certain amount of fun with the fact that the hounds right. can be loose. You're talking about the pigs, the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. They cut the dogs out. Who let the dogs out? Yeah. Right. All the broads. And when they always keep the dogs put away, it's not as interesting. Well, there's one dude. Lost. <laughs> Envy. Oh, Leah. Lust. Envy. <laughs> Gluttony. Gluttony. And sloth. Go wrath was fucked up. <laughs> what was that one? Yeah, fucking wrath. Wrath. Oh. Man, that was fucking racist shit. It was all, man, it was terrible. I, you know, I had a full time, like, professional deal going on. Dealing with, like, a lot the of. Dixie like, Mafia? No, I mean like my regular day job. I think a regular full rip job, this big boat yard. We're doing big boats. There's a ton of people that work there. We had this whole thing going on. Perf- I, you know, if you look up old Carl Green, he's got a few professional licenses in the state of Florida. Well, let's do. All right. Um, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So, so keeping the party legal after hours wasn't my main focus. Right. I was just writing these rules like, man. I worked on a lot of bullshit today, but hold on, I can get through this. Wrath. What wrath is means like beating the shit out of people, being a nasty asshole. Bring it back to with. <laughs> he got a picture of some kid with. <laughs> Fucking goddamn. Jesus. So, right. <laughs> let's talk about rap. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. So, oh. eight years, right? Eight was no, no, yeah, eight was the last. Eight one. was the last yeah. one. Was was seven more well attended than eight? Eh, eh, okay. No, yeah, probably. Okay, eight yeah. was a little lower eight, key. Eight kind of yeah. like eight, eight was kinda, lower key. Eight was like when it was like yeah. fading away. I'd like right, yeah, but like it was like eight. So, I feel like it was one time I was right on the like a right angle of a. Like corner of a building, it was the back of the building and the side of the building, and I was talking to this broad, and she was really getting like, "Oh, Carl, you're the man." And this one, this one other broad, reach, no kid, no kid, no kid, reach around the corner and just snatched me around the corner and was like making out with me. And I'm like, "Damn, you just like, 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 Ninja. like sneaker grabbed me around the corner." And the other broad was like. Like I was like, get the fuck away from here! And then I fucking went around the back again, and the other one was like still chilling. Like so, anyways, like just kept talking. I was like, damn, that was awesome. That was like the best thing that ever happened to me. That was awesome. All right, so, so only drove drunk. How long once ago? A year for so how, many. Years. How long ago? Eight. Was eight. A hundred. <laughs> Seven years ago. It's 2018, Larry. It was 201 years ago. It's so, okay. 200, 201 years ago, Carl had the last last of the great parties. Of the, of However. The, it was the last iteration of the Carl, organic party. Carl, are you prepared to bring Carl Fest back? Oh, we could. I'll, I'll go In the through, fall of 2018. I'll go through this whole state. Will, will New Smyrna... <laughs> No, well, not, new Smyrna. No, we gotta no. I can't do it. We where get, I live, we, I don't shit where I eat. I don't shit where I eat. Titusville. Oh, there's back. plenty of dives in Titusville no, that we can we'll burn go, down. We'll go back. 
We're going back west to the end. Go to the west end. coast. We'll go back. West coast. Yeah. They already they, they couldn't handle it. I don't know if they could handle it. But <laughs> All right, so I'll, we'll go back over there. We'll just do what we got to do. All right, so I don't even know if like I don't know if these people are fucking old now. Um. Well, I'll be turning 37. I'm 36. I'll be turning 37. So everybody else there, too. So they have, like, kids at home and shit like that. You throw it out on the gram, you get the 21, 22-year-olds, and... Yeah, there you go. Do it for the gram, Carl. I know. Come on, you're pro staff. I am pro staff. All right, so... Bring the dog. I'm bringing the dog. That was just a little preview of what the fucking Carl Fest <laughs> might look like this fall in 2018. And it's it's we right. are we listen. We've got to wrap it up because so late. Ted has got to get home. He's got things he's to get do. out of the country. He can't. But he before heard, we heard what go, he heard. He's before get the fuck we go out of here, before we go, I have to mention, in all seriousness, that our good dear friend Jimmy Davis, pilot extraordinaire for Taquan Air. In Talkeetna. Oh, Talkeetna. Alaska. Referred to Alaska as Greater Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm, Better Jimmy. Canada. Mm-hmm. Better. Okay. Better Canada. And, Jimmy, I just want to point out to you, sir, that you didn't show up with moose meat. <laughs> you didn't show up with Caesars. You didn't show up with, like, fucking 43,000 different beers. So, um, I'm as American red blood as you are, but, uh, I got to tell you, Ted, the Canadian's beating the fucking piss out of you at this point. So, uh, bring back some of that Inuit homebrew there. Oh, Hey now. So, uh, that's the challenge, Jimmy beat the Canadian. (laughs) You got to do something, man, for God's sake. America.